Live from Chatterbox Sports Studios, it's Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman. All righty, good morning, good morning, and a pleasant good Friday morning to you and yours. Welcome to Off the Bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers. I'm Tom Brenneman. You can check us out Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern. Many of you already on YouTube slash Chatterbox Sports. We always ask you, please subscribe to the program. You can also find us streaming on Facebook, and please flip the notifications switch on. If you prefer podcast form, by all means, search Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman, and you're dialed in. Bengals on the practice field today, 48 hours away from the NFL playoffs, right here in Cincinnati, Sunday night, 8 p. T. Higgins was back on the practice field after missing Wednesday with an illness. Cam Taylor-Britt limited with a tender groin. Will Lamar Jackson play? We've been asking that question all week long, and now we know, no, he will not. He told everybody through social media that his knee injury suffered back in week 13 is simply not well enough to go this weekend. Jackson's backup, Tyler Huntley, did throw at practice yesterday. He's been nursing tendonitis in that right shoulder, and of course he did not play last week against the Bengals. John Harbaugh said Huntley is ready to roll. The spread is up to nine and a half points for the favored Bengalis. Miami split its season series with Buffalo, two highly competitive games. But both games, Miami had two at Tagovailoa. We know he's been ruled out in concussion protocol. Skylar Thompson is prepping to make his third career start. The number two guy, Teddy Bridgewater, is still healing from a dislocated pinky on his throwing right hand. That line is now at 13 and a half. This weekend, two games Saturday, the Seahawks and Niners. San Francisco has won a league best 10 in a row. They're favored by nine and a half. San Francisco beat Seattle twice during the regular season, but in their most recent meeting, it was an eight-point game. It should be noted that in this one, the Seahawks get a second look at Brock Purdy. First team to be able to do that. Does Pete Carroll have something up his sleeve? You know he'll have him ready to play. The L.A. Chargers will play in Jacksonville. The Jags, a two-and-a-half-point underdog. Jacksonville destroyed the Chargers earlier this year out west, 38-10. to That was part of their 6-1 and record to close out the year and get in the playoffs. And could somebody please tell me who the Chargers have beaten this year? The only team they defeated all season long with a winning record was Miami. That's it. Three games Sunday, including Miami at Buffalo. The Giants are in Minnesota. The Vikings beat the G-Men on Christmas Eve, a 60-yarder at the buzzer to win it. Minnesota is a three-point favorite. The nightcap, of course, the Bengals and the Ravens. Monday night features Dallas at Tampa Bay. They met in week one. That's when Dak Prescott broke his thumb in a 19-3 Buccaneers win. The Cowboys on the road are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Meanwhile, Jets owner Woody Johnson told reporters he's willing to spend big bucks for a quarterback during the offseason. That's all Zach Wilson needed to hear about his future with the team. And it was pretty much decided already. The NFL announced yesterday that if the Chiefs and the Bills meet in the AFC Championship game, we know it's going to be in a neutral site. That site will be Atlanta. Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren has bolted the conference to become president and CEO of the Chicago Bears. That is a huge job, the Big Ten commissioner. No replacement has yet been named. 
In baseball news, Trevor Bauer officially has been released by the Dodgers. You saw that coming. They're going to pay him over $21 million to pitch elsewhere this year after paying him close to $50 million for the last year and a half following his 2021 suspension. College basketball, Ohio State lost last night to Minnesota at home. The Buckeyes have dropped three straight after a 10-3 start. Chris Holtman, the head coach, starting to feel the heat. It's his sixth year. Every season his team has made the tournament, but they've not advanced beyond the round of 32. Gonzaga and Arizona winners last night, so too UCLA. Bruins up to number seven in the polls, 15-2 on the year, 6-0 in the conference. Look out for Mick Cronin's team come tournament time. All right, it's Bengals, 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 Bengals. That's all everybody and anybody's talking about. One of our favorite guys is Jay Morrison. We read his stuff all the time at The Athletic. It's as good as it gets. And I got to tell you, just looking at him, and he's about to come on the screen, it is a man after my own heart. A, (laughs) you may know, Jay, that we broadcast from Chatterbox Sports right here in Hamilton, Ohio. Right? That's right. Your hometown. Yes. And look at that pullover. Does it get any better than that? (laughs) Proud grad. I know you are. It's nice to have you (laughs) with us. Thanks for your time today. How are you doing today? I'm great, Tom. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, Look, uh, it's the talk of the town. Um, We know Lamar Jackson is not going to play. I'm kind of curious before we get into the game itself. What's your point of view on this whole Lamar Jackson thing? We know he's a free agent at the end of the year. They can franchise him if they want, and and I would bet money that's what they're going to do. I'm wrong a lot, so says my wife. But what's your thought about this whole sort of thing that's gone on dating back to, to week 13 when he originally got hurt? Yeah, it's it's kind of dangerous territory to – to level accusations that this is or that these are business decisions. Um, nobody knows his body better than he does. Obviously, you, you kind of have to take him at his word. I have I've done uh, interviews with Jeff Zrebeck, who covers the Ravens for us, and and he said, you know, Lamar's not a a guy that's going to fake anything, and he's he's still limping when he walks around the facility, and there's still swelling on that knee, and there is an issue there. So it, it's not so much about motivation. It's it. The, the big question here is spinning it forward. And you mentioned it, the, the, the franchise tag to me seems like the only route. It, how can you pay this guy, even if it's not Deshaun Watson type of money, any kind of franchise quarterback type of money when you don't know that he's going to be there for you? I mean, this was, this, is it, this didn't just happen this year. It happened last year. He wasn't yep. able to play a lot of games at the end of the year. And it was really... You don't want to say the writing was on the wall, but there was a lot of questions about his style of play. Would he be durable enough to withstand all those hits with all those designed runs? And now maybe you're seeing that answered. And I just I don't know how any franchise can can give a three, four, five a long term deal for all that money. And by the way, they just made one of their linebackers, Roquan Smith, the highest paid linebacker in NFL history with a five-year, $100 million deal. So that's going to that's gonna make it harder, too, to give Lamar a, a longer-term deal. I just – I think Lamar hurt himself by not having an agent. Um, he, he probably should have got something done this offseason. He was holding out for even more. He wanted higher money, and it's, it's kind of bit him now. I, I, he's going to get paid handsomely next year, but beyond that, nothing's guaranteed. 
Tell me the difference, um, if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, what's the difference between Tyler Huntley and Anthony Brown? Uh, one can throw the ball and one can't. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> that a basically... <laughs> I mean, Tyler Huntley's not going to scare you with his arm, but anybody that watched that game Sunday with Anthony Brown, it was it wasn't just, I mean throws off target his receivers didn't help him I mean his receivers had a number of drops but just the decision making um standing in the end zone patting the ball and then he gets sacked by Trey Hendrickson and fumbles and I mean that was a huge swing right there right before halftime um it, you know Drew Chrisman uh, had punted the ball brilliant 59 yard punt down to the five you're thinking the Ravens will just smartly run the ball three times go to halftime and no they they try to throw the ball with an inexperienced quarterback, and he stands in the end zone, doesn't have that clock in his head, gets sacked, gives the Bengals a touchdown. I just I don't think there's any way possible the Ravens win that game if Anthony Brown's the quarterback. I do give him a puncher's chance if Tyler Huntley is the quarterback, but Tyler Huntley has tendonitis too. He he has not had a full practice this week. Uh, he hasn't had a full practice for a few weeks, so um, you're, you're not going to get 100% Tyler Huntley. Um, this this just feels like it's it's shaping up really well for the Bengals. That's a great Ravens defense, but I don't see any way this Ravens offense gets to 20 points on Sunday. What are your thoughts, Jay? I mean, you're around this team each and every day, um, and you know your you know your employer. I, I I give the Athletic Pub all the time. I'm a subscriber. Uh, they're not a sponsor of this show, but I, I think it's the best thing that's happened if you're a sports fan that's come down the track in a long, long time. So you guys are able to write extensively, in depth as you do on a daily basis. From a, from a macro standpoint. You were covering the team last year as the playoffs began. They finished 10-7. and seven. They knew they were going to have to be on the road after a home playoff game, just the way it's set up so far, it looks like, this year, barring upsets. What's your overall feeling about this team and where they are now compared to the team last year going into the postseason? All things considered, health, attitude, outlook, whatever it might be. Um. All of it better this year than last year. I mean, remember last year at this time, the conversation was, can they win a playoff game? Can they stop this 30-year drought and finally win a playoff game and advance? This year, they know, and we, we had a story up yesterday where we talked to a bunch of players and coaches about what they took away from that run last year, what they maybe learned about playoff football that they didn't know going into last year. And um, they, they know they can do it. They've done it. And it's just a totally different mindset this week than, than wild card week last year. This, this whole week hasn't even felt like a playoff week, honestly. Maybe it's because of the huge point spread and the issue with Lamar. And it feels almost like a foregone conclusion the Bengals are going to win this game. But it, it's been a very relaxed locker room. It's just felt like a week 11 or week 12 type of game. Um, where the guys are loose and joking around and and not on edge about answering questions about snapping jinxes and that kind of thing. But it is, it's a better roster. Um, it was similar last year because they were on a run. But if you remember, that as soon as the calendar flipped to December, they, they lost that game to the Chargers. And then they overcome a 14-point deficit against the 49ers, force overtime, lose in overtime because Zach Taylor took the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands in overtime. And from that moment on, decided not going to take the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands. We're going to ride with him. And you see him go on this incredible streak. And um, now eight games in a row to end the season. Um, they've just they've been playing terrific. And it's not 
like they're going out and stomping teams. They are finding whatever way they need to to win games, whether it's jumping out to a lead and holding on, falling behind and coming back like they did in Tampa Bay, um, using the running game, using the passing game. There's Whatever it takes to win a game, these guys seem to have it in them to do it. And that's that's a great sign of a, of a, a growing coaching staff a lot of people forget that you know this is just year four for all for both coordinators and for zach taylor coaches can get better just like players can and this roster really the 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 big thing this year and i I said it at the beginning of the year that i i thought that they would be better this year but i thought the afc was going to be better so i wasn't sure if their record was going to be better and it felt like a a super bowl caliber starting 22 but it I wasn't sure if it was a Super Bowl caliber 53. They've proven me wrong on that. Anytime DJ Reader goes out, yep. Jamar Chase, anybody that goes out, they've found guys to come in and play just as well. Not Maybe not just as well as the elite guys, but the drop-off has not been much at all, and they've just found a way to keep the train rolling. Rather than getting so much into X's and O's about, the, about Sunday night's game, um, I want to ask you a couple of big-picture items here, Jay, because, you know, you yeah. – no, 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 let, let me back up before I get to that. What is the confidence level of the two new starters along the offensive line? Theirs or mine? Um, both. <laughs> I'd rather hear yours. I mean, them, they're going to give us a company line. What's yours? Yes. Yes. Um, I do. I, I trust what we're hearing from the coaches. They've been very pleased with what they've seen from Hakeem Adeniji so far since he's replaced Leal Collins. Leal went out with the, with the ACL in the New England game, so it hasn't been – a big sample size, but Adenogy gave up the fewest pressures of any offensive lineman last week against that that Ravens defense. And I think the big question mark in a lot of fans' minds is Max Sharping. A lot of them aren't even really sure who this guy is. Um, he's a three-year starter in this league. He, he started three years with the Houston Texans. Because he started so many games um, on that rookie deal, he earned what the NFL calls the proven performance escalator, and his salary for this year jumped to two and a half million. And the Texans didn't want to pay that; they didn't think anybody else was going to pay that, so they waived him at the cutdown day, figuring nobody would claim him. They'd pull him back and 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 have enough have him for a fourth year as a starter on a lower contract. Well, the Bengals saw it because they managed the cap so well and had the space available. They saw it as a great opportunity to add him as an insurance policy. Didn't need him all year because the, the the Bengals started the same five guys for the first 15 games of the season, and now they've the last two they've had to make changes. But Max Sharping is a quality offensive lineman. He's not on Alex Kappa's level, but he there, it's again it's one of those situations where you're not going to see a severe drop off. He's he's going to come in, he's going to play well, going to make mistakes. But I think this team is good enough to overcome it. And we we talked about the, the the way to fix this offensive line last year because of all the hits that Joe Burrow took. You don't have to build an elite offensive line. You just can't have any donkeys. If you have one bad guy, the defense is going to find him and exploit him. And plugging in Max Sharping, he, he is as far from a donkey as you can get. He's a quality offensive lineman in this league. He's been here all year. He hasn't played, but he's been here since week one, he knows the scheme. He knows the offense. He knows the guys he's going to be playing next to him. I, I think he's going to play well. All right. On to the big picture stuff here. Um, I guess technically the Bengals are allowed to start negotiating a long-term contract with Joe Burrow. Um, 
How soon do you think they, they, they start to look into that? They wait till the end of the year, I would assume. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. But do you think that's something that takes place this offseason? Because they can wait a little while if they so choose, right? Yeah, they, day after the Super Bowl, they're allowed to start. Um, who knows how, how soon. I'm, I'm sure Joe's going to want to get away. I'm sure the Bengals are going to want to reassess the entire roster. And But I, I, I do think we see that get done before training camp at least maybe even before that it's it's a foregone conclusion that they're just gonna hand him a blank check <laughs> and and they're they're keeping him here there's no way that that guy's gonna get away I don't think Joe Burrow's a guy that's gonna you know hold it over and ask for something unreasonable yes probably gonna be the highest paid quarterback in NFL history but it's not like he's gonna skyrocket skyrocket past what what Deshaun Watson is getting. I think he's smart enough to know that you still have to have pieces around you. I think it's going to be structured in a way that's going to allow them to do that. And um, maybe the Bengals step out of their comfort zone a little bit and backload it a little more than they typically do with, with these contracts. But that's that's priority number one because that dictates what happens with everything else. T. Higgins is eligible for an extension. Logan Wilson is eligible for extension. You have no starting you have no safeties under contract next year. You have no tight ends under contract next year. So there's there's a lot of stuff that needs to get done in the offseason. And priority A, one, not just because of who Joe Burr is, but because of what the contract is going to be, how it's going to set up the balance sheet, that has to get done first before they can make all these other decisions. I mean, Jay, they can't keep them all. And, and I think that's no. the one thing that so many Bengals fans are already talking about. And, I mean, look, you, you – you know, the playoffs are starting, and you would think that's where all the focus is. But everywhere I go, it seems like people are saying, you know, uh, who's going to go at the end of the day? You can't keep them all. You can't keep Burrow. You can't keep Higgins. You can't keep Chase. You can't keep Boyd. You can't, you know, fill in the blank. Um, and, and so you, your point uh, about you got to start with Burrow and figure out what you got left after that. Um, Chase priority number two ultimately or Higgins yeah. because of the timing? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're going to see them extend Chase next offseason. Higgins is eligible for an extension this offseason, but he still has one more year on that rookie deal, and they could do something crazy and franchise tag him for a fifth year. So the, it's not imminent that he's leaving, but I, I think the the main goal of this franchise is to have Burrow and Chase together for the duration of their career. Can they do it? I don't know. I mean, Green Bay couldn't afford Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Kansas City couldn't afford Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes. That's a big ask. If if you're going to pay your wide receiver and your quarterback among the top in the league, it doesn't leave a lot for everybody else. Um, and there are going to be hard decisions. I did say they don't have any safeties under contract. You know, Dax Hill, obviously the first-round pick last yeah. year, um, is going to be under contract for three more years. You you would think Jesse Bates is gone because of that. That's why they drafted Dax Hill. Um, Logan Wilson eligible for an extension, whether they get that done or not, we'll see. But Jermaine Pratt, who's played incredible this year and, and deserves a big contract, I don't know that the Bengals can afford to keep him. They're, that, that that The whole beauty of having Joe Burrow play the way he has on this rookie deal is, is that you get to have all these pieces around, and now it's going to get a lot 
a lot harder because you're you're gonna have you really really have to draft well and develop guys because if you start missing in the draft it's it, it might create a hole you can't dig out of even with a guy like Joe Burrow so that was what was interesting about his quote because you you see this window this great window closing a little bit because of the, the rookie contract's going to go away and he's going to be making all this money and he made the contact con comment after the game on Sunday that. The, the playoff window is his entire career, and I'm sure he believes that, but it's it's going to be harder to do uh, once he's making all that money. Um, before we let you get out of here, and I know you got to run, you're heading down to practice. Uh, yeah. End of the day this weekend, um, I think we all agree John Harbaugh one day will be in the Hall of Fame. Guy's a great coach, uh, and they have got a really good defense. There's no doubt about that. Is it a great defense? It's been a lot better, obviously, since Roquan Smith came on board. They've been very impressive. Um, is this your typical sort of AFC North kind of game? Uh, what I mean by that is, you know, tight, low scoring, um, coming right down to the fourth quarter kind of a game, or do you not see it that way? No, I do see it that way. I think it's going to be close. I, I think the Ravens' defense is good enough to keep it that way. Um, the only the only thing that I think might differ, because you, you think of these AFC North games as, as the smash mouth type of football where it's kind of gone away, where teams don't run the ball the, the way that the AFC North teams typically do. The 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 Bengals, and that's a, this is another issue with with Kappa and Collins being out. They were their two best run blockers, and the, the Bengals for eight or nine weeks was the they were the the most efficient run game in the league. Now they weren't running for tons of yards like the Ravens do, but when they ran the ball, they were getting five and six and getting into second and four or third and short. Um, everything was efficient and working, and it has not been there. They've been one of the least efficient running teams the last three weeks, and I can see them. You know that lesson from last year with San Francisco. Don't take the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands. If if they if that run game, if if Baltimore's stuffing it early, I think you're going to see Joe Burrow throw an awful lot of passes, and a lot of those are those short checkdowns to Mixon and and P Ryan that are basically extensions of the run game. But Ravens are going to run it. We know that they are going to smash it at, at Cincinnati. Try to shrink the game, run the clock. I'm not sure you're going to see the Bengals do the same. This might be a game where they they let Joe Burrow cook. Um, and that doesn't really jive with the, the AFC North mindset. But close, low scoring, coming down to the end. Yes, if Tyler Huntley plays. No, if Anthony Brown is the quarterback. I, I think the Bengals win this easily if Anthony Brown is the starter on Sunday. Jay, can't thank you enough for your time and your insight. Your stuff is incredible. I, uh, in, in fact, you. referenced you yesterday, that article about the run game. Uh, and the stuff you come up with is just fantastic. So thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it, and have a good weekend. Thanks for having me on, Tom. All right, Jay. Jay Morrison from The Athletic. And I highly recommend, look, I, it might cost you a couple bucks a month, whatever it is, uh, and, and I'm not telling anybody how to spend their money, but you, you hear us talk about it on the show all the time. If you are a sports fan, I think it's the best thing that's happened in sports uh, in a long, long time. Years ago, they tried a a daily national newspaper, and I'm drawing a blank on the name of it. Uh, this is 30 years ago, where they went out and did basically what The Athletic has done now. They hired some of the best writers in the country of every city. And so you get an incredible coverage of whatever team it is you follow. You may not be a Bengals fan. You might be a Bills fan. Uh, but you can go to the Bills section 
And I mean, because they're not limited to space, um, the, the, the articles have incredible depth, unlike this show, I might add, and uh, incredible <laughs> depth and insight. And um, it's great stuff. Casey McAllister, Paul Fritchner, how are we looking, boys? Mighty fine today. Mighty fine. Tom, how are you today? I haven't checked in on you. How are you? How am I doing? I am doing fantastic. We had uh, Jay right there. Uh, we have engravings coming up. Give us a Baltimore point of view and all this. We had this young man on early in the year. He's awesome. We really like him a yeah. lot. I have our son, Luke Brenneman, coming in, who thinks he's the great picker of all time in football games. <coughs> he he does, makes more money than I do picking uh, games. I was going to say, he does pretty well. He does all right. Um, so he'll be in for our picks today, thanks to our friends at Betfred. And by the way, Paul, if you would, our Bengals report oh, yes. today is brought to you by Encore Technologies, providing IT solutions for a data-centered world with a suite of services from mobile computing to desktop to data center, supporting both centralized and work-from-home computing models, which improves efficiency and productivity. We invite you to visit Encore.tech. The path to innovation begins here. Um, yeah, but I've got a long day and, and, and night ahead of me today. I've got to drive all the way down to Texas this afternoon. That's a I don't, long I, I'm not drive. planning on going all the way to Texas today with such a late start because of the show. I'm hoping, good Lord willing, that uh, my daughter and I can get down to, say, Little Rock, Arkansas. That's about a 10, 11 hour run. That's a long drive. I've done that drive from here to Little Rock. We were going down to Texas. We were doing the same thing. We were going down to Fort Worth and we, uh, we stopped in Little Rock. It's a long drive. Everett Henry wants to know, does Paul own any other types of clothing than hoodies? You it's know, a legitimate question. You know what's funny is this is, I'm not like, this is going to sound very, very, this is going to sound like a bold faced lie. I'm not a huge hoodie guy, but I wear them here because it's comfortable in the studio and sometimes the studio is very cold. But like outside of the studio, I'm, I'm not like constantly wearing a hoodie, but I wear them in here every day because you just never know how cold the studio is. Some days, like right now, it's warm in here. But some days we walk in here and it's as cold as it is outside. You yes, it never, is. You just never know. You never know what you're going to get. So prepared for anything. Yes, yeah, sir. Boy Wonder said, Tom, you have to have a Learjet. Why in the world are you driving? A, no. Uh, B, I, you know, it, <laughs> I, I got to get my daughter back to college. And, uh, and she has a car down there because she works during college. She's got to go to work and blah, 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 blah. So she's got a car down there. And so I am driving with her to get down to ultimately Fort Worth, Texas. So are you renting a Love car? Texas. You're renting a car? And then no, no, no. It's her car. Oh, I see what her you're saying. Her car. Got it. Yes. Yes. One of the great things about the TCU is if you're a student, you know how much you pay for the year to park your car in a garage? How much? 25 bucks. The whole year? The whole year. What? Pretty big. Well, they're making up for it in the tuition. Yeah. Oh, my Believe gosh. It. Are you going to stop at Bucky's down there? You know what? There's no doubt. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's all I've heard about from a lot of friends of mine that have made the drive down south. That's off 75 in what? In uh, Tennessee, right? There's one. I mean, or, yeah, uh, Kentucky. You, there's one in Kentucky, but the farther you get south and down into Texas, they're everywhere. Well, I can't wait because I've heard everything about it. Uh, and I am really excited to check it out. 
I need. I'm to- a Bucky's kind of guy. You are, and I, I am. I hope that you come back here on Monday and you're wearing. You got the little squirrel. You got a hoodie. Get a hoodie. Okay, get a hoodie. They have. They have. The squirrel is their logo. Is the logo? Right? That's yep. Bucky. That's Bucky. Okay. Get a hoodie. Okay. Get a Bucky's hoodie with the squirrel front and center. Yeah, but are they? You know. Is it a cheap hoodie or do they make nice hoodie? Because I'm a hoodie guy, as you know. I wear them a lot. You do. And I have a lot of them. And I love wearing hoodies. It's a be Alex Wallace, it's a beaver. Yes, it is a beaver. I said a squirrel. It is a beaver. Yeah, you better get that right. That's true. That's true. I, I mean, everybody giving correct. me suggestions on where I should stop. AJ says you got to get a uh, brisket sandwich, right? I've heard those are fantastic at Bucky. They got everything down I'm there. I'm a cheeseburger kind of a guy. But we'll see. Um, but you got to stop and you got to get some kind of merch, maybe a hat, maybe like a dad. Ooh, what about a dad hat with just a beaver logo real small? I'm not a hat guy. My hair is falling out. And the more hats you wear, um, you know, the more hats you wear, the more it falls out. So mine's falling out and I'm not wearing a hat, but a hoodie, as long as it's a good hoodie. Some Bucky's. I'm not buying something that falls apart, you know, spending money and wasting money on it. If it's a good one, I'll pay for it. Some Bucky's drip. Bucky's drip. That's right. I'll be looking, uh, what's the word? On fleek. Yeah, that sweatshirt will be on fleek. Is that correct? <laughs> That's right. Right? <laughs> what are you laughing at, Brandon? <clears throat> Boy, some of you guys are just out of control on the chat. I mean, seriously. I mean, you know. You start talking about a, a, a beaver, and um, <laughs> everything goes off the rails. I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. This is, by and large, a PG, what, 13? Is that what the new thing is or not so new? <clears throat> right? It used to be PG, G, PG, R, right? Now it's G, PG, PG, 13. Is that correct? I do believe so. Yeah. Okay. And then you get into R. This is a PG, 13 show. Uh, it drifts into our um, Tuesdays and Thursdays about 1130. <laughs> yeah. Especially for Casey. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Did you hear any heat, by the way, uh, after Tracy yesterday? Anything at home? Uh, all the suggestions he gave you for making money at your wedding instead of spending a lot of money? Did uh, Alex have anything to say about any of that? You know, Alex was disappointed that she wasn't able to listen to that live i am too she 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 knows that everyone wanted to hear her opinion on it but she was late but that's okay she had a lot of work to do and uh she actually i think kind of agreed a little bit she she kind of want to make a little money we're spending a lot of money you are and these people are coming in for free we're paying for their meal it's true you the are least, the least that they can do is get their shoes shined. I think the parking thing is where the money is. Parking thing too. Shoe yeah. shine, you know. <clears throat> uh, I, I can always speak for myself. I do that myself at home if they need it. You know, and I think a lot of people are kind of that way. If you got an extra 10, 15 minutes, you can bang out a couple pairs of shoes and you're on your way. But parking, everyone has to park. Now you're talking to big money. I mean, that's why there are businessmen out there that own nothing but parking lots. And they wouldn't be driving their daughter down to Texas, those guys who own the parking lots. They'd be on that Learjet from Sir Boy Wonder. Lunkin. That's right. (laughs) Be going out of Lunkin, not CVG. Lunkin. I got a a question, speaking of money. 
Yeah. I'm kind of in a little dilemma right now. Okay. And I'll ask both of you and I'll ask the chat. What should my the upper bracket of my price range be for this Bengals game on Sunday? Because I can't find any I don't want to sit in the last row of the 300 section for 200 bucks. I'll sit on my couch and be warm and enjoy the game there. But if there's, you know, 250 down a little lower, let me but tell that's you. still that's so much money for a wild card game against I'm, a bad team. I'm, but it's Sunday night. I'm looking at tickets right now on TickPick. Yep. And I want to take and, a break before Engravings comes on. You guys continue this for a second. Okay. Mother okay. Nature is called, but I, I, I'll weigh in on this in a second. I know where you're okay. going with this. Okay. Right. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. So I'm just looking at TickPick real quick, and I know a lot of you want tickets to this Bengals game. And if you don't know already, please follow our TikTok. Please follow our Discord. You'll get into a chance to win Bengals tickets. But I'm looking right now at TickPick at section 228. It's behind the end zone. Behind the end zone. And it is row three. You are not going to be sitting in front of anyone. Okay. What's the price? Two ninety five a ticket. Yeah, but see, Casey, that is a great deal. I'm telling you. Yeah, but but that's before. Oh wait, that's, that's no, no fees. fees. Tick pick. Tick pick is no fees. That's right. Uh, but still, but that's behind the. I don't know. You're not an end zone guy. I'm I, not an end zone I, guy. I am an end zone I, I don't, guy. I like I like the all twenty two look from the end zones. Yeah. So I, I I enjoy that a lot. I like seeing the play develop. I don't like seeing the same broadcast angle. I don't like sitting at the 50. I, I will say, I say I'm not an end zone guy, except I think three of the last five Bengals games I've been to, I've sat in the end zone. So I guess I shouldn't say that too much. But I don't know. I just keep watching the game. <laughs> M. Foster, Paul, go to millions. There is, I, I, I would say that there's a, a non-zero chance that I do end up at millions for the game. Uh, but uh, uh, I don't know. I just keep going back and forth. I look at this, and I, I, on one hand, you know, We've had a decent week sports betting, so you could you could roll over some profits into a, a sports experience like this. On the other hand, we all know around this office, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need four wheels to get me to and from my house here soon, so I'm saving money. My car died, so I'm gonna I'm gonna Poor need. Jackie. Some, yeah, she died. She died officially. So uh, I know she's dead. Oh, Brandon, you didn't know? Yeah, no, she's yeah, dead. No, no. I need a new car. So that's really throwing a wrench into things because uh, I'm, I'm trying to get something I can afford there. So I'm just kind of going back and forth on maybe like, I don't know, the 10-point the spread in this game and Lamar Jackson not playing. And this, the only, here, here's what I will say. The only reason that I'm really like trying to kind of push for this with my friends is because it's, <laughs> is because it's a Sunday night game. Like, I, I, this is more so the experience. But if this game is... Again, like it was last Sunday, 17 nothing Bengals in the first three minutes of the game. Am I going to be sitting there going, man, I just spent $300 on this? I don't think I will be. I'm not, I don't think it's that because it's a playoff game. I don't think so. But, and there's, this is probably the only Bengals home game. But I'm just, I'm just kind of throwing it out there. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I think the best deal is for you to get tickets at like 500 for two for two tickets, yeah, I think that would be your best bet. But I don't know. I'm a Sir Boy I, Wonder Paul. I'll take you to the game if I win the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, 
Reed Mouse says that's a car payment, Paul, and he's right. That's the problem. Tom, I don't know if you know, but my car died. Oh, I'm boy. out. Yeah. Went in the other day. They said it's going to be $10,000 to repair. I said I'll just get a new car. Wow. Yeah. So so that's kind Does of – Does that, that car have any maybe equity in it? I mean, I know it's going to cost – how much I did mean, you say to fix it? $10,000? I mean, it's engine – What, did the engine fall out in the road? En engine and transmission, yeah. Yeah, the whole yeah, thing. That's a lot of money, man. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. So. Wow. So we're, we're set back a little bit. Ah, uh, you know, priorities. Just put that cash down on the tickets. Let her roll. <laughs> <laughs> Let her roll, baby. You can Listen. Uber down and back. That Listen. way you can have a couple of cocktails. Yeah. No high noons or any of that nonsense. No. But uh, you can have a couple of the king of beer, champagne of beer. Yeah, and listen, you're going to hit on the Casey Parlay for the Sunday night. It's true. Oh, nothing better. Thanks, I mean, sir. you know, buy tickets to a football game and just gamble it all away. <laughs> sir Boy Wonder says I should get a smart car. I, do you think I could fit in a smart car? How did you I get here today? That was a question that was asked. How, so did, you, how did you get here today? They, they, fixed it, they fixed it enough to give me about five to 600 miles on it. They well, I mean, hey, take it where you can get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they said basically you could have, you know, five, six hundred miles. Get me about, I don't know, two, three, four weeks to, to, get, it, to, get, it, uh, to get a new one. Emperor points out that $500 is the cost of two tickets, as you talked about this year, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a difference in where this team is. Last year, he says that he paid 350 for two tickets on a Chiefs-Bengals night game a couple years ago. That's how much times have changed around here. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, I assume uh, Engraven's not here yet? No, not yet. Okay. Do you have his email? Well, obviously you have his email. Yeah, I sent him an email. Um, we, got a, we got a packed show between Jay Morrison and Graven. Your son's going to be here. We got picks to talk about. Got lots going got on. Got a lot going a lot on. A lot going on, but it's all about the Bengalis. I tell you, I, I was interested to hear what uh, – Jay had to say about Sharping. You know, we talked about him being a starter. Started 33 games since he was a second-round pick back in 2019. And, you know, this is where teams, all teams, not just the Texans in this case, but this is where all teams get into this situation. And it goes to show you the teams that are on their game. Okay? You try to sneak a guy, as he pointed out, and we talked about it on this show, this exact thing um, earlier in the week. The Texans wanted to keep him, but because of a clause, an escalator clause in his contract, if he had started so many games, it kicked into gear that his salary would make this huge jump. They did not want to pay him for that huge jump. They were going to try and sneak him in, get him in on a lower deal, and the Bengals, led by Duke Tobin and company, this is where Jay also referenced their depth, and we talked about that all year long, how important the depth of this team has been and it's straight to the point in this situation where you've got a guy who's played in the playoffs who started almost 35 games in his career and here he is and you put him out there for the opening round of the playoffs and you're confident that he's going to be ready to go yeah listening to jay was really it gave me a confidence boost, at least in the two guys, Akeem Adeniji and Sharping. I wasn't really too worried about Sharping. Um, I did some research outside and just kind of looked at his uh, PFF scores. And, you know, they're they're nothing spectacular, but for a 
really bad Texans teams that he started for. I mean, it's really hard to judge it without looking at it with, with a, a little bit of a, a different perspective. Um, and he actually graded pretty well, like all things considered as a backup. He was pretty average as a starter, which is good. That's great. Um, so I'm not too worried about Sharping. Akeem is the guy that I was worried about, but I didn't even really look into him. And he was the guy that gave up the least pressures last week. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, and Graven just joined. So let okay. me talk to All him right. for a well, second. Let's and see jump how right to him because we had him on earlier this year. He was a fantastic guest. Um, you know, look, he covers anything and everything that has to do with the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, he's set to go. He is. He's here. I mean, he's always looking good. And you can tell this guy's a big league operator. I mean, look at that. Look at at him. Here, take a look. Look at that background. I mean, come on, man. I mean, ever since we had you on, you you were looking good back then. But now you've, like, blown up. I, I read about you all the time. Ah, well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on again. Thank you for that. Uh, this is um, it's a big weekend. Big weekend. Uh, been a, a crazy season uh, with the Bengals. I know with the Bengals, they, they started off slow, and then they just got hot, caught fire. And with the Ravens, they started off hot, then they went slow, then they went hot and slow, and it was inconsistent. Then Lamar went out, and it's just been crazy. So it's, uh, it's going to be fun that the, these teams are facing each other for the third time. Uh, so a lot of um, familiarity, uh, a lot of, um, whew, it's going to be a lot of familiar faces, a lot of familiar plays, familiar coaching staff. I mean, they're in the AFC North. They're already familiar with each other. But now to face off for a third time, yeah, that's big. Well, I mean, well, what's the feeling uh, in and around uh, the Ravens fan base? You know, last year, mm-hmm. uh, last week, I don't think you can put a lot of stock in that game uh, in one way or the other. I don't care who you root for. I think both teams were – you know, I had some guys out, especially the Ravens. You know, there was a lot of poking and prodding going on and, and not showing a lot. But for Ravens fans, uh, it looks like Huntley's going to be in there. We'll start there. So let's start before yeah. I ask you about the overall feeling of the team. It looks like Huntley is going to start at quarterback, right? Yeah, it's looking like Huntley. He, um, he didn't play last week because he has soreness in his uh, throwing shoulder. Um, so we'll see if he's still affected by that. I know he did practice, uh, for the first time yesterday. Um, so we'll see how that goes, but whether it's him or Anthony Brown, obviously neither one of the two, uh, is Lamar Jackson. Uh, they both do have their strengths. They both of course do have their weaknesses as well. Uh, so we'll see how it plays out. I think with either one of those two starting, uh, Ravens should, uh, really rely on the running game a lot. Um, last week, JK Dobbins, he was out. Uh, but this week he should be back. Uh, they just and he wasn't out because of injury last week. He was just out because they held him out. Uh, they held held out him, Mark Andrews, and um, right guard Kevin Zeitler, a former Cincinnati Bengal too. Yep. But they they held him out um, from the. They held all three of them out from the game last week. Um, but if if it's Tyler Huntley, then the running game's got to be uh, big. Uh, and Tyler Huntley, he's he's been pretty good at completing a lot of short passes. His issue has been pushing the ball downfield, uh, getting those chunk plays. Uh, with Anthony Brown, um, I think his biggest issue, uh, he, he'll push the ball downfield, but sometimes he can just be just really off uh, sometimes. But once he gets into the rhythm, it's a lot better. Um, and sometimes he can lack a bit of awareness in the pocket. And, I mean, he's an undrafted rookie, free agent. This is literally his first year in the league. So stuff like that is going to happen. 
Um, if I had to choose, I would rather Anthony Brown be there because I just feel like the Ravens have a little bit more potential with him, especially for moving the ball down the field. But we'll see what decision the Ravens end up making. But the running game is, is going to have to be really, really big if they want to have a chance in this game. So I, I, I started to ask a question. What's the overall vibe of the franchise? Oh, I mean, the, the Ravens yeah, I, I got carried away. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I was going to follow up with that. You were, you were, uh-huh. you were spot on. I, you know, look, I, I, I've done a lot of games in Baltimore. It's an incredible fan base. It, it's one of the mm-hmm. best places in a league to go to a game. I, I just have so much respect for the organization. Mm-hmm. But are, 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 do they feel like they have a chance in this game? I know a lot of people don't, uh, but a lot of people do. Um, obviously, with Lamar Jackson out, that can like put a damp on a lot of people's hopes, uh, and it can be rough. It's it's rough, but I think most Ravens fans are going into this thing like obviously hoping for the best. Uh, we're not necessarily expecting to win, but crazier things have happened. Uh, so Ravens definitely have the defense uh, to to get it done, but. A lot of this is going to be resting on the offensive shoulders. Uh, I know you talked about the game last week and not putting too much stock into it, uh, but something that we took away from that game last week, the Ravens lost by 11 points yep. um, to the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. Now, this game, of course, the atmosphere is going to be just a million times crazier uh, because that game last week, uh, it had playoff implications, kind of, but there was a lot that depended on if the Ravens won and the whole coin toss thing, but it didn't even get to that point. But what we saw in that game last week uh, was that the defense, I think they held the Bengals to three points in the second half, so they really made a lot of good adjustments. Um, but in the first half, the Ravens just kept turning the ball over and over and over and just literally giving the Bengals easy points. Uh, so a lot of us feel like if the Ravens can eliminate that, like really get rid of the turnovers, and I know it's hard within two undrafted uh, free agent quarterbacks, one being a rookie and one being in his uh, third year, Tyler Huntley, whoever ends up starting – um, if they can cut down on the turnovers, then they can really give themselves a legitimate shot uh, to win this game, uh, especially based off of what the defense can do. We have been talking uh, not even probably a tenth as much as you have been talking about this whole Lamar Jackson thing. And, <laughs> and, and we've been saying on this show all along that uh, I never will, we never will on this program question an injury to another human being. We just don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, he came out on social media yesterday, said the knee is still swollen, it's still sore, mm-hmm. he cannot get out there and play. God bless him, we hope he gets better, okay? But as, as to the way this whole thing plays out, there's no way the Ravens can give this guy a long-term deal, right? This offseason, they got to tag him. I... I don't see them coming to a long-term deal this offseason. Um, but just really even before the injury, uh, I just feel like they, the two sides are just, they, they seem like they're just on two different wavelengths uh, when it comes to the long-term deal. Uh, me, my personal opinion, I feel like Lamar Jackson has earned it already. Uh, but with the Ravens being really hesitant to give him the money that he wants, uh, I don't see that changing after this season, especially when uh, he ended it being hurt. Uh, so the way I think that it's going to go, um, whether it's a, a franchise tag uh, and then it could get really ugly from there because um, I don't think he's going to want to sign a franchise tag, especially after everything that he's been through uh, with this team. Um, but I think it's either going to be a tag and it could get ugly or a tag and trade. I mean, either way, it could get ugly uh, with the franchise tag. But I just I, I don't see it being a uh, a nice resolution as far as him signing a long term deal with the Ravens this offseason, 
because um, if, as far as negotiations, um, what is going to help them and hurt him is the fact that he is hurt. Uh, and Ravens can point to this season and last season and be like, hey, look, look, look how do you ended the past two seasons. Why should we give you all of this money? And Lamar, I mean, he could fight them back and be like, hey, well, you know what I do when I'm on the field. And then look at the offensive line that you put in front of me. Those are the reasons why I've been hurt these past two seasons. So I just feel like it's going to be a lot of back and forth. I just I don't see it being a, a positive resolution. Though. I think it's just going to end with the franchise tag. And then from there, we'll see what happens after that. You know, this game, uh, before we let you go, th th this game is, is the first time I can remember in a long time where there are players on both teams. And it's not surprising. They play in the same division, the, like you said, the familiarity. Um, mm -hmm. But there were a lot of Bengals players, they didn't name any names, uh, that felt like there was some dirty play last week. Now all of a sudden mm -hmm. you got Joe Mixon coming out saying some things. You got Chase saying some things. You got Roquan Smith saying some things. There's a lot going on here um, besides just a football game. I think inside of this football game, you tell me if you agree. Um, this thing has a chance to get pretty nasty between these two teams. Mm -hmm. You hope and pray nobody gets hurt and there's nothing dirty. Right, right. But, but I think there is an edge to this game that there's not in any other game that's going to be played in the playoffs this weekend. You agree? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, it just reminds me of the old AFC North type of games that we would get between Ravens and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, uh, Bengals and, and Ravens. It just it, it seems like they're getting back to that sort of old school AFC North football. And you can't get all the way back there because the rules of the NFL prevent you from really taking it there. But <laughs> this weekend is probably going to get as close as it possibly can. Um, there's obviously now even more bad blood. I think the bad blood, I think it really started. Uh, over the years, before Joe Burrow even got there, and even one time when he was there, had the Ravens just, they were really beat up on the Bengals. The Bengals, they wouldn't have the best teams put out there, and the Ravens would, they would take advantage of that. I mean, you have to, that, that's what's in front of your schedule. Uh, but then last year, uh, when the Bengals, they ended up returning the favor, and they ended up beating up on the Ravens. Uh, one time, Lamar Jackson did play, and then the second game, he was out. Uh, and that's where Burrow threw for over 500 yards in the Bengals. They just kept throwing that ball, kept putting up points. So I think that really uh, stuck with the Ravens a lot. Um, and then in this game, it's like, all right, well, they, they got a little chippy in week 18. Uh, a lot of big-time hits. I didn't really think any of them were dirty. Um, they, were, they were big hits, though. I mean, the one to T. Higgins. Uh, there was another one with Chuck Clark. I think, was, I think he hit Tyler Boyd. I forgot who it was. But there were some big hits in that game. Um, and there was just a, a lot of physicality, and that's that's something that's been missing, in my opinion, from the AFC North for a little while. Um, but like I said, with the rules, they change how the game is played, but it seems like Ravens and, and Bengals, they're going to be bringing it back this weekend. So there could be some ugliness. There could be some some extra penalties, and I know with um, – with the Bengals bringing it to the NFL's attention and them continuing to speak about it publicly, uh, you know the officials, they're going to be watching uh, extra hard. Uh, so it's it's going to make it that much more of an interesting game. It's going to be a lot of tempers flaring, especially because with this game, it's like you can't, folk, you can't win this game. I mean, excuse me, you can't lose this game and then look back like, oh, okay, well, next week we can do this, next week yep. we can. No, if you lose this game, that's it. That's a wrap. You're done. So that's going to make this game that much more intense for both teams. You, are you in the uh, prediction business, Engraven? What do you think? Uh, man. <laughs> Not really. Um, come I'm on, man. Come on. <laughs> I mean, come on. 
You know what? All right, let, let, let's do it. Let's All do right, it. All right, let's do it. All right. So um, we know how the, the, the game in week five went. Ravens got that one last second field goal. Um, and then we know, of course, how the game in week 18 went. Uh, Bengals got that one. It did not take a last second field goal, however. But um, third matchup, um, I think Bengals are really, really flying high right now. Uh, really feeling super confident, going to have all the fans in the stadium. It's going to be Sunday night football, so it's going to be that that atmosphere. I know it's going to be going crazy. I remember um, watching uh, the uh, Monday night football, the beginning of the game, and them just showing Paycor Stadium, and it was just yeah. – the energy was wild, and I think that same energy is going to be there. Um, so I'm going to say in this game, Bengals, Bengals 19, Ravens. 21 last second field goal gets it. Oh my lord, he drops a 19 and then a 21 on us on the back end. Mm -hmm. Wow, I think it's gonna be one of them stressful games. I uh, because the the Bengals they got plenty of film to look at, Ravens got plenty of film to look at. Uh, but that the the physicality, man, the physicality is gonna make the biggest difference in this game. So that's what I'm going with 21 19. All right. You know what? I, I like your style, and I appreciate you coming on <laughs> and joining us. I mean, uh, the internet's going to blow up. When you came on here last last time, I mean, I, we didn't give you any pub. You gave us all the pub. So we say thank you, and we look forward to, uh, to having you back. We'll see what happens on Sunday night. I know you'll be dialed in. Oh, yeah, for sure. I appreciate you all. Thank you. All right, buddy. All the best. Godspeed ahead. Good dude. I like that guy. He's on his game. How about yes. him predicting the Ravens coming in here with a win, fellas? What do you yeah. think about uh, that? Just yeah. bulletin board material. You know, he's just stirring the pot. Bulletin board material for who? For us? Sure. Oh, yeah. Huh? Oh, you yeah. Katie Brown and uh, Troy Blackburn and Zach Taylor, Lou Anarumo. You what, think they're dialed in. into the show? What else do they have to do today? <laughs> That's exactly right. What else do they have to do? I mean, this is the best sports show in Cincinnati from 10 in the morning till 2 p.m. Because it's the only sports talk show from 10 in the morning till noon. <laughs> come on, Tom. Give yourself some credit. Oh, come on. You know I'm kidding. I mean, my son tells me that all the time. By the way, he's in the house here today. Let's go. Let's go. I Ready mean, he's got to be ready. My main man. My main man. Luke Brenneman. All right. We're going to have him on. You know, he, he, he's he got his big podcast he does all the time. I'll give it some pud. Some pub. It's called... Uh, the Survive and Advance podcast. He does it at his high school a couple times a week. So on Instagram, it's SAPod2021. SAPod2021. You can uh, check it out. It's good stuff. He breaks it all down. He's going he's gonna to help us with our picks today as a guest picker. Are we going to go ahead and get him up on stage then right now? Or? So what we'll do is we'll take a break. Okay. We'll get him up on stage. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to do our normal picks for the week with the point spreads, okay? And Casey, Paul, Luke, and I will do that. Then we're going to go just straight money line pick them through the entire bracket and postseason. Yep. Okay? All the way to the Super Bowl and who will win the Super Bowl. Now. We'd like to hear from some of you. Our numbers are huge today. Fridays and Mondays are always a big day for us. Please subscribe to the program. Flip on the notification switch. All right, here we go. We're going to take a timeout. Luke Brenneman joins our cast of characters, our merry band of brothers.
They're calling this show now OTB. I was thinking about that draw, driving in today. Yeah. We're a lot like OTR, you know. We, we started off kind of, you know, and now here we come. <laughs> like OTR. We're rising. There you go. All right. We're back in a minute. At United Dairy Farmers, we've perfected freshness in our family bakery, where we use only the finest ingredients, like thick, high-quality glazes on our signature donuts, before delivering them fresh from bakery to store every day. UDF, made for you. If your AC or furnace is struggling, turn to the experts at Bartels Heating and Cooling. Their certified technicians get the job done right the first time, and if you need a new unit, Bartels will give you upfront pricing with no hidden fees. Plus, Ask about Bartell's 0% interest financing for 60 months. Learn more at BartellsHeatingAndCooling.com. Bartell's Heating and Cooling, for a comfortable way of life. Eli's Sports Bar and Grill, proudly sponsoring high school football with three locations in Mason, Liberty Township, and Ross, Ohio. Our 10-foot screens guarantee a great view from every seat in the house. Eli's Sports Bar and Grill, the best place in Cincinnati for sports, food, and fun. Turn when you're in pain. Turn where more high school, college, and pro athletes turn. Where your neighbors and weekend warriors turn. Turn to Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine and get superior care on your schedule. That's the Beacon difference. Check out our fresh arrivals at Jake Sweeney Used Cars. Over 250 used vehicles weekly. All makes, all models. From economy to luxury, Jake Sweeney, the original used car superstore. Welcome back to Off the Bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers, my main man. Our son, Luke Brenneman, senior in high school. Um, gosh, I could go on and on and brag about him, whether it's uh, as a student, an entrepreneur, beautiful heart, great lacrosse player, could get into all those things. But you pride yourself, Lukey man, as we call you, on being able to break it down on what's going on in football. You do it all the time. Are you ready to go? I'm definitely ready to go. Thank you guys for having me on. Thank you, Dad, giving me the opportunity to, uh, I, think I, I think I'll dominate this week. I'm normally good in the playoffs. Wow. Oh, wow, confident. Love it, let's go, I'm Luke. definitely Fire confident, me up. yeah. Oh I, my God, dominate? I, last year, I had Rams over the Bengals in the Super Bowl before we started the whole thing. You did, you picked it all the way through. I missed We're gonna do one that game. today. So I'm looking forward to this opportunity. Thank you guys for having me on. Okay. This guy's making yeah, more money awesome. than, than his dad. Relax. And that's the greatest feeling in the world when one of your kids, especially in high school, makes more money than your dad. All right, <laughs> boys. Are you ready to go? Yeah, of course. Uh, so do we, we want to start here with the picks. Uh, We're going to start with the individual picks with the lines over the weekend. Okay. And then once we get through all of that, we will move into – 
um, are brackets, okay. if you right. will. You've already done a bracket, too, by the way, on your podcast, right? I have. You feel good about that bracket? Are you making any changes to that bracket today? You know, I said on my podcast that I might because typically I don't do too much against the spread stuff. Um, on my podcast, I just do straight up picks, and that's why I did my bracket. So I always say on my podcast when I finish because I record it earlier in the week, Wednesday, Thursday, a lot of things can happen. I mean, so many lines have already moved. The line was seven and a half in the Bengals game when I record, or six and a half when I recorded. It's all the way up to nine and a half as of last night. So I moved some things around. So typically, like my official picks will either be on TikTok or in my Sobek come Sunday morning. Did you shave before coming in here today? I did not. I shave about once every four months, so it's not a very active. <laughs> Clearly, Brandon hasn't shaved in a while. <laughs> Luke, uh, do you have anything for yourself, like anything you want to pub on, on your own for like, yeah. what you do? Or like, t like tell the people like kind of what you do. Okay, so I started a TikTok account. So I was always kind of the buddy uh, in like our my friends kind of sports group chat, giving out the picks against the spread every Saturday and Sunday, college football, NFL season. And one week, I think I had the flu. Maybe it was COVID. I was really sick, had nothing to do. So instead of just sending out the pick Saturday morning, I made like this kind of corny video, had some music over it on TikTok where I pointed at the picks. And then I went out with my friends because I ended up getting healthy that Friday night. Of course, and, of course. Always um, sick during the week recovery. and then healthy on the weekend. Miraculous recovery. <laughs> Smart. That, that's the smartest thing he's about to say. All right. So yeah. then I posted it on TikTok because they told me to when I was with them. Went 8-0 that weekend, had the Commanders beating Tom Brady in the Bucks at like a plus 400 on the money line. It was a crazy week. Long story short, I blew up, got really good at NFL. I'd been doing it for a while and then started finally selling my picks on a subscription service against the spread. Um, so it, it's turned out to be my full-time job. I mean, I was a caddy. I've worked in a kitchen at a fast food restaurant, but I'm really liking what I'm doing now on my bed, sending out picks on Saturday and Sunday morning. But hopefully I uh, rise to the occasion today on right. OTB. Is that what it is? Off the bench? OTB. You got it. All OTB. Right. All right. All right. Here we go. So here is where we stand right now. And this is, um, okay, we got a five game. Well, how did I drop to 90? When did that happen? We were tied National last week. National championship. National championship. Ah, okay. All right. So I'm now in dead last again. Six back. Just one behind one. Casey. Starting to run out of time. Clock is ticking, boys. Clock is ticking. Yeah, we're out of college games. Yeah, this is a really so big week. It's a big weekend. It's a big week. And I don't know how many we have different. We're about to find we, out. We have a few. We, okay. we differ. All right. We differ. All right. All right. First one, Seahawks, Niners. Uh, Niners are nine and a half point favorites. All right. We and mentioned earlier that uh, the Niners have beaten the Seahawks twice this year. Their most recent game, which was Brock Purdy's first game, was an eight-point game. I will start off. I, nine and a half for me, too many. I'm taking Pete Carroll and the battling Geno Smith. Oh, Tom. I'm sorry, man. Uh, that's the wrong pick. <laughs> that's the wrong pick. This defense is nasty. So you um, flipped on Brock Purdy. Because like a week ago, you were out on him and you said I, I, he was terrible. No, he I didn't say he was him. terrible. I just wanted everyone to wait before we crown him the next Tom Brady. Okay. All right. But he is a really good system quarterback right now. He is a great leader in that. <laughs> oh, pod. my what God. A, We're going down this road compliment. again. He is. He's not like he, he's not making tight window throws, but I will give him this. He's really good on the run. He's really good in play action. 
and he takes control of his team. So that's a great recipe for a good for a good leader. Great guy, great quarterback. So that's not even the reason why I'm picking the 49ers. I'm picking them because their defense is just going to suffocate the, the Seahawks. I mean, it, it's not even going to be a question. Give me the 49ers. All right. Uh, yeah, I went back and forth on this one. I, I oh, God, nine and a half. I hate it. Um, Where is the money going on this one, Paul? I, I haven't checked. I'll hey, I, right I got it pulled up here. Okay. Luke, you've uh, been following the money on this game. What is it? It's about 50-50. Yeah, made a little bit's on the Niners. I had it on Wednesday. It was like 59% on the Niners. Yeah. We're seeing some reverse movement, though, because it was 59% on minus 10 and a half. Uh, I think it opened at 10, went up a little, and then now it's back down to 9 and a half, at least on Betfred. I'm going to take the Niners. I'm taking the Niners. Wow. You can – yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a weird, weird setup. Yeah, and now – Guest picker. Guest picker, Luke Brenneman, where are you going with this one? Uh, Geno Smith, when he got his first win starting in the NFL, said, they wrote me off, I didn't write back. And I'm here to say, we're not writing Geno off. It's a divisional game. It's hard to beat a team twice. They've already done it. It's even harder to beat a team three times. I think that if they can protect Geno better than they did December 15th matchup in Seattle, they should cover this number with relative ease. I think that the Seahawks will give the 49ers everything they want. It's a whole new season. Another very big game for Brock Purdy. I would definitely take the nine and a half here. All right. So the Brenneman boys are going with um, the Hawks. The the fighting uh, the, the fighting uh, Pete Carrolls, and you guys are taking the hottest team in the NFL. Our numbers are climbing with Luke in here today. He might have to come back regularly. Of course, it would be a pay cut if he did. <laughs> All right. Uh, up next, we go to, I think this is a really interesting game. Chargers and Jags. The Chargers on the road. Two and a half. Two and a half point favorite over Jacksonville. We mentioned earlier that Jacksonville beat the Chargers real early in the season out at SoFi. 38 to 10. That got them rolling. Helped get them rolling. I am taking the fighting Trevor Lawrence's in this one. The fighting Trevor Lawrence's, huh? Well, I would have to agree. Jag with you. for a jag. A jag for a jag. That's what this is. Yeah, I would have to agree with you, Tom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this game, to me, just doesn't bode well for the Chargers. I mean, they can't stop the run. The Jaguars are really good at running the ball. And Trevor Lawrence, when he's got a run game, spreads the ball out. And he's been doing really well towards the end of the season. Yeah, I, I, I like the Jaguars to win. I like to, I like them to win. So, yeah, I do like the Jaguars to win this game. Um, but I, it's funny we say that I, we like the Jaguars to win this game because, as Bengals fans, you probably think the Chargers have a better shot to beat the Chiefs in the division. And if the Chargers win this game and go play Kansas City. That's probably what you want as a Bengals fan is for the Chargers to win this game and, and have a divisional opponent try try their best yeah. out in Arrowhead. Uh, but the Jaguars, man, sometimes you just sometimes you just kind of got to ride the hot hand. Not to say the Chargers aren't, you know, but I mean they're seven and two, yeah. right, in the last yeah. nine um, games. Yeah, I, I, Paul, you're not bringing it today. I got to tell you, I, I mean, really God. lame so far. You know, I mean, on on on, you know, your show and most of the time on this show, you've got an air of confidence. 
that you could sell somebody yeah, on the idea of your picks. This is really lame. Full transparency. Full transparency. I, 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 I can't sell any of these picks. My heart is not in a single one of these picks. Not in one of them. All right. And so I will, and, and and as people that might be following this and putting their hard-earned money on this, I can't can't lie to the people listening. But okay. I, I, I will say that. All right, go ahead. You, you All right. Over. Guest picker. Oh, Luke B., what do you think? What did I skip? Um, I'm going to go with the Jags. Oh. I think that the, the line's been moving. It opened at one. It's kind of a scary pick. So it's conflicting systems. The Chargers to win the Super Bowl are 12 to 1. The Jags are 25 to 1. That seems like a huge gap considering it's only a two and a half point spread. I think it's just because the Chargers have a better future, like Paul was saying, beating a divisional opponent next round if they win. However, I'm going to trust with the Jags in Duval County. I think that place will be rocking on Saturday night. Ooh. I'm looking forward to it. And you got to go with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it's a Pac-12 quarterback with Justin Herbert leading the way for the Chargers. In a big game, <laughs> Justin Herbert is never stepping up. It was never Justin Herbert in the playoffs. Pac-12! I, I love that. Conference of champions! <laughs> High school. High school. Boy, he's beating down the Pac-12. That's never happened on this show. No, never. I rarely agree with you, too. And now we're on the same side, so I might be in trouble this week now that I think about it. You might be. We're two for two here so far. Hey, can we uh, can we send a link to, to, to my dad? See if we can get him on here. Yeah, yeah sure. Oh, let's get the whole Brenneman crew on here. here. Hey, Brandon, come here a minute. Uh, yeah, just call him up. Ask him. I sent him a, a, a text. In, in, you know, his, his Wi-Fi probably doesn't work. All right. Uh, now we go to the Dolphins and the Bills. Th th this is a huge number. This is 13 and a half. I'm taking the fight and jot DeMar Hamlin's. Oh, all right. You're going to take the big spread. No two up. I would not be picking that. Uh, and the, the, the line would be half of that uh, if Tua was playing. Uh, I, 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 would, I would take the Dolphins if this line was 10 and a half, say, and uh, Bridgewater was playing. But Skylar Thompson in Buffalo, throw in those teal uniforms in the snow and freezing cold. No team wearing teal can win in the freezing cold. <laughs> the fight in DeMar Hamlet. All right, Casey. Yeah, um, I cannot pick against the Bills when I know they're playing against Kyler Thompson. I mean, he was a Kansas State quarterback, right? So Big 12 quarterback. Um, What's wrong with the Big 12? Nothing wrong with the Big 12. I mean, they didn't just get blown out in the championship or anything, but... Oh, man, this Buffalo team is just way too good to not feast on a quarterback that hasn't had very many snaps in the league. So I'm taking the Bills. Look, all season long, I've talked about the big spreads. Yes, you and have. All season long, it's paid me off pretty well. Uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins just purely based off of that. Um, I mean, look, this, is, this, is, this could be a 21-point game that's a blowout, you know, 20-point 20, 20 game. 21 point wouldn't get you there, but a 20 point game and, you know, some stupid late touchdown gets you there in the end. Um, I know it's in Buffalo. God, this is another one I hate. Give me the, give me the Dolphins. Though. All right. Taking the fins. Lukey, man. I don't know. I hate this one too. Kind of like Paul said, I would never give anyone a pick on this game with confidence. It's a super ugly game. However, it is a divisional game. Obviously Buffalo is going to win this one. I think Miami might keep it within the 13 and a half. I wouldn't be surprised by kickoff tomorrow. 
or Sunday actually if it's all the way up to 14 so I would wait on it if you're going to do anything it's only going to get worse for the Dolphins but divisional game I think it's within two touchdowns super ugly pick though so you're taking the fins I will take the fins I mean you don't got to win you just got to cover all right fins it is for our guest picker Oh, he's driving. Okay. I sent him a link anyways in case he wants to join. Well, I mean, you know, our, our chances of his Wi-Fi being better in a car somewhere are better than his house. All right. Um, what, what was this, uh, by the way? I wanted to address this. Uh, Nick Nelson, who I, I think is new to the program. Nick, thanks for, uh, or at least new to the chat. So thanks for being in here. He says he still thinks the Bengals, uh, if they play Buffalo in the second round, that the game should be either at a neutral site or in Cincinnati. Nick, I, I, I got to tell you, I mean, they played the same number of games. This isn't like the Chiefs and the Bills and the Bengals. This is apples to apples. Bills lost three games. Bengals lost four. This is a no-brainer. Bills get the game at home. They had a better record. All right. Where are we next? Uh, we are in Minnesota. Oh, boy. What was this, a 61-yard field goal at the buzzer? Yeah, this game is not at 1 o'clock. It's at 4.30. Ooh. And that is in reference to your good friend and mine, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Mm. All right. The new nightmare. Well, I got to tell you, um, Vikings at home, I don't care what time they start. I'm taking the fighting Vikings. <laughs> the fighting Kirk Cousins. This one, this one kills me um, because I totally have 100% full faith in the Kirk Cousins at 12 p.m., 1 p.m., you know, and then the, the, the prime time being miserable for him. Um, but I really don't like Danny Dimes. I don't like, uh, I don't like the Giants at all. So this one's tough. I'm going to go with the Vikings. This is not a pick that I'm very confident in, but... All right. For some weird reason, I don't know why I've done my Daniel don't my Daniel Jones shtick for a while this season. I don't know why I feel good about this game, but for some reason I do. I like the Vikings in this game. Uh, I, I've done my my joke about Daniel Jones, and if you were listening yesterday, you, you heard me talk about him. But I, I really think the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Look, they haven't. They have not been this dominant team this year. They win a lot of close games, right? When it comes down to it. They get it done, and if this game is going to be close, if the total's high, I mean, you're you're talking about a, a, a total at 48, 47 and a half, depending on where it is. I mean, you see on scrolling along the bottom, it's at 47 and a half, and at, where we have it, it, it's at 48. Bedford's been going back and forth right there between that half point. But I mean, either way, if you're if you're talking about a higher scoring game that could end up being close, give me Kirk Cousins, give me the Vikings. Um, it's one o'clock on the West Coast, so it's one o'clock somewhere. Luke? <laughs> I'm going to go with the Vikings. However, I know it's kind of going against the script of this pick em. I would definitely advise people, if you're going to take the Vikings, lay the minus 165. This is a going to be a very tight game. Obviously, I would not lay the minus three. I think if the Vikings win this game, they could easily win by two or one, as rare as it may seem. Kind of like Paul said with the high total, 
you got to rock with the better offense. Obviously, the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, very fraudulent all year. And then over time, very bad in prime time and big games. But I think at home, they just have way too much of an offensive advantage. High number. They'll overpower the Giants. Give me the Vikings. Luke, do you know who Leif Erickson is? I do not. See, what are they teaching in public school? What are school? we doing? What are they teaching in public school? Hinga dinga dargan. That doesn't ring a bell at all. SpongeBob. Well, SpongeBob. but I didn't. No. But even outside of that, I mean. He's a great explorer and a loyal viewer of the show. Too. Although he's not been on lately. No. Hey, by the way, um, Emperor says, Tom, way to ignore the elephant in the room. What's the elephant in the room? I don't know. What is it? I don't know. I have no idea. No idea. Maybe all right, let us check know. back in with us. Yeah, let us know. know. What's the elephant in the room? So we're all picking the Vikings. Wow. All four of us. See, there's going to be little ground that can be made up here. I mean, by and large, what, we picked different on the Niners? The Niners game. And we all picked the Jags. We all picked the Vikings. You picked the, Bill, I picked the Dolphins. Okay, that's the only one so far. No, two. See, and we have, we're not done yet. Yeah, we're definitely not done yet. Three of the five were different. All right. Okay, here we go. And here it comes. And we're not doing Monday night's game, by the way. Well, we will on Monday. We will on Monday. Yeah. And, Luke, we'll get your take on that now since you won't be here much. Okay. Bengali's line is up to nine and a half. I have said, and you've heard me say it all year long, division games, regardless of division, tend to be tight, low scoring. I see that happening, and I'm taking Baltimore with nine and a half. The first time all year. Doesn't mean I'm saying the Bengals are going to lose. The Bengals are going to win the game. But I I look at it this way. Huntley is a more experienced guy. Now, how healthy he is, I get it, okay? But they certainly give the Ravens a better chance to score more. It was an 11-point game last week, and I know a little bit different situation like it's going to be Sunday night. But I think that Brown is at least, uh, or Huntley is at least a field goal better at the minimum than Brown. Nine and a half is a huge number between two teams that generally play outside of the route at the end of last year when the Ravens were all beat up and the Bengals put 500 yards of offense on them. I think this is low scoring and tight. Bengals win, Ravens cover. I know where you guys are going. You wore your your your, your, uh, your orange, I mean your yeah glasses in this morning. So please go ahead, <laughs> Casey. Yeah, um, if you don't think I'm not taking the Bengals, then you just don't know me at all. Um, Bengals are going to not just cover; they're going to smack them around. All right. Uh, yeah, we have picked the Bengals all season, and to be quite honest. The reason our records are so good is probably because we picked the Bengals in every game and they've been so good against the spread. We picked the Bengals every game. I'm not stopping now. Um, I am excited for this game. I, you were asking before why my heart doesn't seem like it's in the picks. I have a ton of college basketball to work this weekend. Uh, that's kind of where my focus has been the last week or two. And uh, this is probably the only game of the weekend that I'm really going to be able to watch. So. You know, just just based on the playoffs and everything like that, I'm I'm excited for this one. Maybe I find my way down there to Paycor. Uh, give me the Bengals. Give me the Bengals by a lot. Luke. 
Uh, I agree with you guys. I mean, obviously, Bengals, Joe Burrow, highest covering percentage from a quarterback through two seasons. They haven't lost a game at home since week one. There's no reason to fade the Bengals now. It does concern me a little that the line opened at uh, seven or six and a half, actually, all the way up to nine and a half for good reason with the injuries and stuff like that. But it would have been better to steal it uh, with six and a hook. But nine and a half, I think you might get it better here, too, because come Sunday night, it could be 11 and a half for all we know the way it's moving. You got to rock with the Bengals. I mean, I'm going to go. I'm going to be there. So have you bought your ticket yet? I have not. I'm there. Well, then what are you playing? Well, on so doing? what are you doing? So what are you? Cause we were talking about that. What are you doing for the game? Yeah, I'll be down. I, so I, I'm putting up the money. I got to put it. I yeah, he buys Raiders his game. own ticket. I mean, transparency here. I don't have, enough I'm money. not buying a form. I told you he's making all the cash. He spends his own money on the tickets. Uh, also, I was reading the chat. I want to clarify something, by the way, guys. This is not um, underage gambling. It's just giving out at picks. That's what I do. I sell my advice. Um, yeah. so obviously, <laughs> that's right. We, we're not breaking any laws here. And least. anybody who wants to um, undermine uh, me as a parent, I get it. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so, yeah, I got to rock with the Bengals. You got to pack Paycor. Joe Burrow said it was the best pregame environment he's ever felt before that Monday night matchup against the Bills. Can't imagine what a Sunday night football matchup in the playoffs against a division rival is going to be like. Got to go with the Bengals. And a question was asked in the chat, are you a Bengals fan? And the answer is... I might be the biggest Bengals fan in the world. My, my dad's a fraudulent Bengals fan, first of all. Whoa! Oh, Clip that! Out. Clip that! Get him! <laughs> I was watching... I mean, let's be fair, though. My dad did have a job where he had work. An ex-professional. So <laughs> I was confidently watching the Bengals when they were four and twelve. Yes, you A couple were. years ago in the market. With our man Jim Hude. Exactly. I mean, my dad used to hear me screaming with. I mean, if you guys think my voice is high right now, you should have heard it when I was ten to twelve years old. I was joining Jim Hude's Instagram lives, and just ripping every offensive coordinator. And my dad would watch them the morning. I'd show it off. Hey, Dad, look what I did. He'd be like, "What are you saying? Like, you're gonna make." If they ever find your last name, it's going to be like Tom Brenneman's son is ripping the Bengals' offensive coordinator to shreds and all this stuff. But I was a, almost a bigger Bengals fan before everyone and their brother hopped on the bandwagon. But I'm loving it because going to these games, it is a they have changed the culture of this entire city. And I'm finally proud to be a Cincinnati sports fan. There we go. Boy. Luke Brenneman making said Luke's walking home. He might be right. <laughs> I drove here. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right. All right, so now we, we... All right, so we're going to take a quick break. Okay. Because I, I want to try to figure out one thing here uh, while we're in a break, and then uh, and then we're going to go through the entire bracket. Yes. Okay. We're just going to pick the winners. Just the winners, no spreads, no nothing. Yep. All right, we're back in a minute. At United Dairy Farmers, we've perfected freshness in our family bakery, where we use only the finest ingredients, like thick, high-quality glazes on our signature donuts, before delivering them fresh from bakery to store every day. UDF, made for you. If your AC or furnace is struggling, turn to the experts at Bartels Heating and Cooling. Their certified technicians get the job done right the first time, and if you need a new unit, Bartels will give you upfront pricing with no hidden fees. Plus, Ask about Bartell's 0% interest financing for 60 months. Learn more at BartellsHeatingAndCooling.com. Bartell's Heating and Cooling, for a comfortable way of life. Eli's Sports Bar and Grill, proudly sponsoring high school football with three locations in Mason, Liberty Township, and Ross, Ohio. Our 10-foot screens guarantee a great view from every seat in the house. Eli's Sports Bar and Grill, the best place in Cincinnati for sports, food, and fun.
turn when you're in pain. Turn where more high school, college, and pro athletes turn. Where your neighbors and weekend warriors turn. Turn to Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine and get superior care on your schedule. That's the Beacon difference. Check out our fresh arrivals at Jake Sweeney Used Cars. Over 250 used vehicles weekly. All makes, all models. From economy to luxury, Jake Sweeney, the original used car superstore. Yeah, so Casey, you're going to be there, right? I am going to be there. Me, my best man, Alex, my fiance, we're all going to be there. Oh, we're wow, gonna, the whole crew's going. We're, we're all going. We're going up on the end zone. Okay. So we're going to be on 226, section 226. Okay. Uh, row like 10 or something. Um, I enjoy those seats a lot. Um, that's what I recommend. I feel like those are always the best deals, but I know people don't like that seat particularly. Um, a lot of people What's like the, sitting how, up at fifty, but if I found if I found a decent seat there, like how I've never sat up, like I've sat where we sat a couple of times last week when when uh, Betfred came yeah. through. So for on us. the lower bowl, are you in the lower bowl? No, I'm I'm right above the lower. Bowl. So are they? Are those? I could probably pull them up and uh, and show them. Take a but, picture. You have a yeah, picture? All right. I'll, I'll take a picture of it right. and I'll put it in the chat. But um. I am going to work on getting Marty on, and uh, while we're doing that, you guys want to break down the first playoff game? All right, we'll break them down. I also sent you another text, Casey, yep. uh, about one more length before our show is over, if possible. All these things are possible. We've got about uh, 30 solid minutes left in the program today. We thank all of you for being with us, all of you in the chat. All right, uh, Paul, how did we decide? What are we using for this thing? Uh, so we have a graphic that we're going to pull up just of the bracket. Okay. And then I'm going to um, I'm gonna write down on a note just like. Instead of filling it out, we'll just well, we can, do we it. Can, okay. We can fill it out. Um, it's just going to take a while. So I'm just, I'm just going to write it all down. All okay. right, here we go. Let's start uh, in the AFC. We know the Chiefs have the top seed and the bye. You have the Jags and the Chargers. And again, these no point spreads here. This is just straight winners all the way through to the Super Bowl. I am taking the Jacksonville Jaguars to win that game. All right, Jacksonville. Yeah, who are you picking, Case? I am also picking Jacksonville. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pick Jacksonville too. Yep. Luke? Jacksonville. Okay. Uh, the next one, uh, straight across the board, I'm assuming, the Bengalis? Yeah. All right. That's all four of us there. Uh, all four of us are also going with Buffalo to win that game, correct? Uh, 
Yes. Right. Now, aren't we supposed well, that, to be breaking... That took a while. Aren't we supposed to be breaking these was, games down I was a bit? thinking about whether I wanted to do something stupid there, but I'm not going to. I'm taking, I'm taking Buffalo. <laughs> Luke, what do you have to say? Uh, this is an easy one. It's got to be the Bills. Yeah. Okay. All right. There we go. All right. Chiefs v. Jags. This game would be in Kansas City. And there is no question I am taking the Kansas City Chiefs, although I will say this. I think Jacksonville would give them a game. Because Jacksonville is a much more physical, smash-you-in-the-mouth kind of a team. They have a coach there who's won a Super Bowl already. I think that team is capable of going and giving Kansas City all they want. But I'm still taking the Chiefs. Okay. Okay. Casey? I am also going to take the Chiefs in this one, um, mainly because my dream scenario for the Bengals, right? I'm not worried about who we play. I want the most difficult road so then people can give us true respect. We're going to just smash every team all the way to the Super Bowl. So give me the Bills and give me the Chiefs. Give me the Bengals all the way through. But All right. So you're taking the... I'm taking the Chiefs in this one. Okay. I will also take the Chiefs in this one. I'll go with the Chiefs, too. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, so we all got the Chiefs. Bengals and Bills. This is going to be, um, without a doubt, I can tell you ahead of time right now, it doesn't matter who wins all of the games this weekend. If it comes down to this game right here, Bengals and Bills, that will be the late afternoon game on Sunday. You can take it to the bank. They don't play night games next week. Yep. You have, you know, or Saturday you might have like that. Although, you know, maybe this year they change it around. I can promise you the biggest game of the weekend by far to draw the most eyeballs for multiple reasons, without a doubt. I bet the ranch, DeMar Hamlin, is at this game. There's no doubt in my mind. He's out of the hospital now. He hadn't been in the facility yet. But he's doing very, very well. This is the game. Maybe the biggest game in the playoffs for so many reasons. And I say Joe Burrow and company go to Buffalo and get the dub. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, you already know what I'm going to pick. I'm picking the Bengals. Paul? I'm picking the Bills. I think the Bills win the Super Bowl. Wow. Sorry. Are you Sorry. All of you that have been beating me down for picking the Ravens just to cover nine and a half. I still have picked as a quote unquote to quote my son, fraudulent Bengals fan. I have picked them to go to Buffalo and win. I, I, I don't. If this game was in Cincinnati, maybe I'd feel a little differently, but um, I'm, I'm picking the Bills. I, I just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't see. I, I. I think they just. I don't know. I'm picking the Bills. I think the Bills win the Super Bowl. All right, Brittany. Uh, it's gonna be an ugly one. I, I'm gonna be so nervous if it plays out this way. Um, in a perfect world, the Bengals go to Buffalo and win. I think that they do win. Obviously, the Bengals bias is involved. I said on my podcast a couple days ago. I don't think that Josh Allen will ever win a Super Bowl in Buffalo. I don't think that his play style is fit for winning consecutive games in the new year in the playoffs. I just think that Josh Allen, he has to be himself to play to his MVP potential. And being himself, 
comes with turnovers. And if you look at the Bengals games last postseason, outside of the Chiefs game, offensively, they didn't have to do anything too special. Their defense stepped up against the Raiders. Uh, their defense played really good. McPherson made some big kicks against the Titans. It just seems like a different style of football that you have to play outside of the AFC East to win in the playoffs. I think that the Bengals, their coaching staff, will be ready for the Bills. They started hot against them last time. I would be interested in what you guys think the spread would be of that game. Well, so here, here's part of here is part of my thinking here with this game, and this is the part of the reason I am picking the Bills here is not entirely because I think the Bills will beat the Bengals. I'm not 100% confident that the Bengals win this weekend, and I think the Bills kick the Ravens' ass. I, I think if that's what it comes down to. Just so, went to R. So. All right, so, go ahead. Didn't so need to interrupt. I, 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 the way I look at this, this is I'm picking this bracket the same way that I pick my March Madness bracket where, you know, if I think the, the bracket plays out a certain way with teams that have lost in earlier rounds, you know, I don't want to pick the Bengals all the way if they lose this weekend, and I think the Bills would wipe up the floor with the Ravens. I do think the, the Bengals win this weekend, but, you know, if something happens in a division game and the Bengals can't get it done, I think the Bills would advance the AFC Championship there. Um, so that's that's part of my thinking here. Luke, what do you think the line would be in that game? I don't know. I think it would be very interesting. I would go huge with the Bengals. I think it could either open up at 2.5 or 4.5. Um, I think if they give the Bengals a field goal and a hook, 3.5 or higher, even 4, they'll get slammed by the public. Um, but then on the other hand, if the Bills open up at 2.5 and, and all they got to do is win by a field goal to cover, the, all the public will be on the Bills at home. Obviously a huge game knowing the playoff implications and just like, the whole Bengals, Bills, Damar Hamlin anniversary yep. or yep. rematch now that's actually going to happen, or at least we hope so, the Bengals and Bills advance. I don't know. I think it's very hard to predict something like that. It's going to be interesting to see how much the odds makers value that game being in Buffalo because everyone says Buffalo is such a hard place to play, and obviously Bills Mafia, great fan base, but what really have the Bills proven outside of losing to the Chiefs that year in the AFC Championship that Buffalo is this, like, ultimate impossible place to play like I feel like Buffalo is getting all this respect that almost Arrowhead deserves way more than Buffalo considering the Chiefs host the playoffs they get the bye every year and they host the AFC championship yeah they lost last year but we know over time that Arrowhead in the Mahomes era is tough to win at Buffalo it's only been two or three years in the playoffs where they've gotten out of the first round and then really only played one or if not no more games at home yep good, good point good take all right, so I'm going to put that graphic back up. We are we are 3 and 1 on on the uh, divisional game versus the Bills, but pretty much we've aligned on every other game. Okay. All right, Paul is the lone rider here with the Bills in if this game. I will You know what? I'm going to leave it till next week. I'm not even going to say it now cuz I'll sound like I'm going back and forth. But I if it comes down to the Bengals and the Bills next week and we look at the lines, I may reevaluate that game. But for now before the playoffs that's that's my pick. I don't want to sound wishy-washy. I'm, I'm sticking You're my sounding pick. very wishy-washy. I, I mean, just, I got to tell I'm, you, I'm that's not, not a, your style. I got a lot of respect for you, but on this one. I'm just, I'm, I'm with, I'm, ah, I, I got to tell you, Paul. I know. You're I losing know. points fast with me right Today's now. Today's not my best performance. I look, hand up. I got a lot of college basketball on my mind. Today's not my best. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Pick the winner, Bengals or Bills. Who are you picking? Between the Bengals and the Bills, I would pick. I think the Bills advance to play the Chiefs in this game. Okay, fair enough. That's so you pick the say. Bills. Yeah. All right. Uh, now we come to uh, the AFC Championship game. As we know, um, this game would be played, am I right, 
on a, on a neutral site? Would not play on a neutral site. Oh, that's right. It'd be the Bills. I'm sorry. I was getting confused. Uh, I say the Bengals. I, I think they got Kansas City's number. I, I, I think I really do. I think they, they're in their head deep. And I think the Bengals go in there and just blast Kansas City in the championship game. I don't know if they blast them, but I do think that they win. And I think they uh, they come. I think they come away with a win. I really do. I kind of agree with you, Tom, that they're in their head. Um, whether they would like to admit that or not, um, our defense just usually tends to step up when uh, Patrick Mahomes starts driving down the field. So. I'm taking the Bengals on this one. Um, I think that the winner of the Bengals-Bills game is the AFC champion. So for my pick here, I'm gonna pick. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Bills. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Bills. I'm gonna pick the Bills over the Chiefs. I think the whoever wins that Bengals-Bills divisional game goes to Arrowhead and wins. Luke. Oh, it's a very tough game. Obviously, like I said, Arrowhead. Super hard to win at. Bengals, Joe Burrow owns Mahomes, 3-0 in his career. I just like what Anna Rumo seems to turn it on against the Chiefs. I, I wouldn't necessarily, I mean, obviously the Bengals defense steps up, but it's like they play a whole different style of defense that they seem to not play at all during the regular season or any other opponents besides the Chiefs. They rush three. They let Mahomes run as much as you want in the pocket. They give him 10 to 12 seconds, and they just say, you have to find holes in our secondary, and it's been pretty effective. There's no way I'm fading the Bengals. Um... <laughs> in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. Like, if, if you want me to come on this show as a Cincinnati Bengals fan, no matter what show it's on, I'm picking the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl. The hottest team in football outside of the 49ers, but they have a better quarterback. Bengals, back to the Super Bowl, in my opinion. God. All right. Randy says, hashtag Burrowhead Stadium. It's good. I like Burrowhead. that. All right, so uh, three of the four have the Bengals. Casey, Luke, and me. And Paul has... The fight in DeMar Hamlin's yep. in the Super Bowl. Okay. All right. NFC side, we got about uh, 20 minutes. What's that? Well, <clears throat> Tom, what, uh, what game are we starting with? We're starting, at the to- we're starting at the top. All right. So, again, these are just winners. Yes. Okay? Winners. I am really struggling with this one. Dallas is without a doubt a better team, but I just can't. Trust Dak Prescott. I can't. I'm taking Brady and the Buccaneers. Okay. Um, man, it's really tough to to bet against Brady. Um, you see, the thing is, I feel like the same principle that the Bengals are in the Chiefs' head, I feel like the Bucks and Tom Brady are in Dallas's head, too. Um, just time and time again, they just keep losing to them. And this just does not bode well. This is in Tampa. And Dak looked terrible against the Wizards. I mean, terrible. So I, I got to take Tampa in this one. Okay. Um, I'm writing it down. Bucks. All right. Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys here. The Cowboys are probably the, the good pick. Tom, what did you pick? I took Tampa Bay. Okay. Okay. Luke? I think this is easy. I mean, if you're any square better, if you're looking at the gambling odds, if you see the Dallas Cowboys team that four weeks ago, people had them at number one in their NFL power rankings, 
and you're giving me the Dallas Cowboys minus two and a half. No point spread here. You just pick, okay, I know, okay, but I'm okay, saying just okay. the line. Like that's how I. That's the stuff I use to pick these games. It's just it doesn't add up. Obviously, honestly, Tampa Bay has given us nothing to think that they deserve to only be a two and a half point underdog to the Cowboys. But when push comes to shove, it's the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. It's Tom Brady versus Dak Prescott. I think that if you're betting this game, it's either you take the Buccaneers or you don't bet it at all. It was always the Buccaneers, and it was always Tom Brady to drop Dak Prescott because that will be Jerry Jones's worst nightmare that he knows is coming come Monday night. <laughs> so three bucks and one Dallas. Okay. All right. We move on. Uh, the Vikings v. the G-Men. I'm tightened, uh, as I said before, even with the spread, I'm taking the uh, fighting Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I mean, uh, I hate this game so much. Um, I'm going to take the Vikings. Um, Kirk Cousins has won in the, in the playoffs, in the wild card round. He's beaten the Saints, for crying out loud. Why, why am I overthinking this at all? Let's just give it to him, right? Daniel Jones has not proven anything to me, and... I've faded him pretty much all season long, so I'm taking the Vikings. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking the Vikings too. Luke? I'm going to take the Vikings. I'm pretty split on it, though, because I've forever been a Daniel Jones supporter. At one point, I tried to buy his jersey, but they didn't have my size. Um, <laughs> for no good reason. I liked the Giants for a long time when the Bengals were Same, poverty. Luke. <laughs> like, I don't know why. I think I liked their uniforms when I was really young, but... I think that Brian Dable deserves a lot of credit here, win or lose. Obviously, coach of the year candidate. What he's done with a bunch of absolutely nobody receivers that they seem to have picked up off the streets. They don't even have a good tight end. And then Saquon Barkley coming back from injury. Daniel Jones deserves a lot of credit playing with those guys at his waist because a lot of people make excuses for people like Justin Fields. No O-line, no receivers. Well, Daniel Jones, has a, he has a good offensive line. They've gotten better and they've drafted into it. So credit to the organization. But he has no receivers and they're still winning games. They didn't just sneak in the playoffs. After that Sunday night win against the Commanders, the Giants proved to me after a very good start, and then they slowed down, obviously, that they can win. I wouldn't be surprised if they win in Minnesota, but the safer pick has got to be the Vikings to advance. And I will say this about Jones, um, and I'm not a big Jones guy either, but we were talking about him on the show yesterday. He's run for over 700 yards. He has only turned the ball over five times all year long. Really? Five interceptions. So, we know that when he's off, Kirk Cousins can throw him to the guys in the other jerseys as well as anybody in the league. That, that, that is not a layup, that game. I'm with Luke on that. But I'm going to go with Minnesota. They're at home. Niners v. Seahawks. I'm taking the fight in Kyle Shanahan's in that one. Niners. Yeah, uh, that defensive line is just monstrous. Um, I'm going to keep saying that pretty much all throughout the playoffs when they make it to the Super Bowl. Um, this team is just – it's tough. I mean, it is tough to, to defend and to even operate an offense with the, the way that they, they play on defense. So, I'm taking 49ers. Yeah, I am too. 49ers. Luke? This is so hard for me to do. I picked the Niners on my show. I will say this right now with a lot of confidence. This first-round matchup, crazy enough, I think will be the hardest game that the 49ers play in the entire NFC side of the playoffs. 
we'll see how my bracket works out in a second, and I think you guys will understand. Obviously, the winner of Vikings versus Giants that are going to play the Niners, I think those are the two most fraudulent teams in the NFL, and they have been all season in regards to their good records. Um, I don't know. I mean, the Niners, they open up as a 10-point favorite. I have a system that I track that 10-point favorites, they win at an absurd clip. They are getting 67% of the money at uh, BetMGM. The line is down to nine, so reverse line movement. They're easily covering the number. We did that in the gambling picks. I would not be surprised if Geno Smith wins in Santa Clara. I have to go with the 49ers because it's too blasphemous and can completely break my entire playoff bracket. But I think the winner of that game, when it's a good game, goes to the NFC Championship game. All right. All right, so now we're moving on to the matchup of the NFC Championship game. Jalen Hurts, I tell you, you know, he's getting the extra week off. He did not look like the Jalen Hurts we saw all year long prior to the injury. Um, He was the best player on the best team in the NFL for the first 13 weeks of this season, 14 weeks. I am hoping for his sake and the Eagles' sake that he is able to come back and play the way he was. Fly, Eagles, fly right there over Brady and the Bucks. Uh, yeah. Um, before before I make my pick, I just want to say that that take is actually pretty interesting. You said the winner of that San Francisco Seahawks game, whoever it may be, will be in the championship game. Is that what you said? I do. I, re- I really think that because if you look at the matchup, Vikings v. Niners, obviously, I think the Niners, Giants v. Niners, Niners. But I just think Seahawks, Vikings, or Seahawks, Giants, that's, that's a th- inside a four-point spread, inside a three-point spread. No, I, I, I agree with you on that. I think the Seahawks are – I think they're a decent team. I just think San Francisco is a kryptonite to them with the poor I offensive agree. line. It's just um, Pete Carroll definitely has one more trick up his sleeve. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Anyways, Eagles, Bucks, um, man, I, I'm not going to pick it with Tom Brady on this one. Um, I'm going to pick the Eagles, but – my heart is screaming at me right now. All I can think of right now is that classic scenario where the number one seed, and this has happened in the last couple years, where they just lose in the first round to whatever team. But in this instance, it's even more of a trigger for me because it's Tom Brady. They played them in the wild card round last year, and they got demolished by them, mm-hmm. just shellacked. And I know it's not a the same Buccaneers team, but it is. It wasn't just the offense that did it; it was their defense. This defense is a championship type level defense, so I can't, I can't get past it. But I gotta listen to my brain. It's gotta be the Eagles. Gotta be the Eagles. Uh, I've been writing all these picks down, Tom. Who did you pick here? Eagles or Bucks? Eagles. You picked the Eagles over the Bucks. Um, I. I am also going to pick the Eagles over the Bucks. Or uh, I'm picking the Eagles over the Cowboys here. Kind of the same way that uh, that I picked that that Bengals Bills thing, where I think this the the Eagles beat the winner of that Cowboys Bucks game. Not I'm not as entirely confident in that Bucks Cowboys game, but I think that the Eagles can beat both of them. Okay. Luke, gonna go with the Buccaneers. Okay, the Buccaneers to upset the Eagles. It's almost like this one week off for the Eagles, the fact that they need it so much injury-wise and for Jalen Hurts, I think might hurt them. They have a full week to think about an enormous game. They don't know who to prepare for. I mean, 
I think if you're the Chiefs, it's the same question too. Super, it's gonna be a super tight game. Both these games, they're gonna play the one seed. It's coming down to a two and a half point spread. I just think it's almost too much overpowering pressure for the whole city of Philadelphia hosting the playoff. I mean, they were supposed to be good this year, but not one seed good. And Jalen Hurts, he's beat up. We don't know how good he's going to be. If it comes down to Brady v. Hurts, I think Tom Brady beats Jalen Hurts. Obviously, the Eagles' defense is pretty good, but the Buccaneers' defense, outside of their pitiful offense this season, has consistently been all right. I said if they can get... They're rushing attack going no matter what back they go with. It's going to take a masterclass coaching effort. I have respect for Nick Sirianni, but I always got to rock with TB12 come the new year. He's so good in the playoffs. He's got everyone right where he wants them. I'm going with the Buccaneers. Okay. Wow. So, three of us picked Philadelphia. Yep. Okay. Brandon picked the Bucks. All right. So I am, as we go along here, I am putting together a bracket that will have the screenshots okay. for when the playoffs are over. Okay. So. Now we get to Minnesota, San Francisco for me, bloodbath. 49ers kill them in San Francisco, in technically Santa Clara. 49ers. Yeah. Niners roll. Casey? Yeah, I'm in this scenario, I have the 49ers beating the Vikings sure-handedly. Paul? Yeah. Yeah. Niners. Luke? Niners. All right. So now we'll get to the NFC Championship game. Uh, for three of us, Eagles v. Niners. That game would be played in Philadelphia. Um, for Luke, it would be Buccaneers v. Niners. Uh, I will take the Philadelphia Eagles to beat the 49ers in Philly. Yeah. Um, Number I, one seed, championship game. Yeah. I. When was the last time a rookie made it to the Super Bowl? Good question. I believe, I believe it was a 49ers quarterback in Colin Kaepernick. So, with a very similar team, I'm picking the 49ers, Bengals rematch, Super Bowl. What about you, Paul? Um, I am going to pick... Uh, God, I don't trust the Eagles to get all the way to the Super Bowl, but I can't believe that's the way this is setting up for me here. You know, I, I can't. I can't because every single person in this chat, including myself, would call me a fraud. But the more and more... To be completely honest, I haven't had a chance really at all this week to take a look at any of these games or any of these matchups. I uh, The more and more I've been sitting here as you guys have been going through my picks and I've been reading, I'm not – I can't go back because I'd be a fraud and I'd be – I would be not true to myself. I don't know how the Bengals – I don't know how the Bengals don't get to the Super Bowl this year. I'm going to stick with my pick because I'm not a fraud and I'm going to stick with my pick. But I, I do think that the on the NFC side it's going to be the Eagles. All right. It's going to be the Eagles. I got the Bengals 49ers in the Super Bowl. Ooh. Ooh, so I think a lot a of people have Bills 49ers. But um, like I said, the 49ers first round matchup, considering I have the Bucks in the NFC Championship game, will be the toughest game in my opinion. But, Dad, you took all the high seeds. I mean, who are we kidding? This is the NFL playoffs. I understand. I understand. No, I did not. Well, yeah, I guess in I did. NFC, I think, oh, what? I took an underdog in uh, Tampa Bay. They're, okay. yeah, they're a higher sure. seed. Okay. It's 4-5 game, but I took Tampa Bay to win that game. 
All the others, I went. Okay, so um, three guys with the Niners. That's who you took, Casey? I took the Niners, and uh, uh, Brenny also took the Niners, right? And I so did. And so did I Paul. I got Niners, Bengals. Yeah, and so did Paul. Yeah. But Paul had Bills. Niners, had Bills. Bills. No, he Eagles, has Bills, Bills, Eagles. I mean, Eagles, Bills. Bills. All right. Bills, Eagles. I got Eagles, Bengalis, and I say the Bengals win the first Super Bowl in franchise history on what is the fourth try in franchise history. Okay. Homer show. Homer show alert. Casey? I have the 49ers making it, and I have the Bengals winning it. This is a very tough game, um, but instead of the game coming down to the left guard not being able to block Aaron Donald long enough for Joe Burrow to throw a deep ball to an open Jamar Chase, I feel like he gets the job done, makes the play, one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time. Okay. Okay. You um, have Bills v. Eagles. Who are you picking? Uh, there is – Almost no doubt in my mind that the winner of this Super Bowl is going to be out of the AFC. I think that the uh, I think the Bills are going to are going to take it. Okay, going to take the Bills. Okay, very indecisive today, as you can tell. Looking the Bills. Um, so my matchup is Niners Bengals. I think that's the worst of the teams in the NFC that the Bengals could play. And if we're going to actually say Bengals Niners Super Bowl, let's look at the matchup. So in Scottsdale. They call themselves Bang Bang Niner Gang. That place will be flooded with red. I mean, the Niners fans travel like nobody's business. That'd be a very ugly matchup, I think, just in the way both teams stack up against each other. A lot of good skill players. I think that if it was Bengals Niners, I don't want to fa- I had I had Rams Bengals last year and picked the Rams. My gut tells me I have to go with the Niners. If it's anyone else, I'd go with the Bengals. All right, so if I, if I have everything right here, Paul has the Bills to win the whole thing. Casey and I have the, the fighting Joe Burrows. And Lukey Man has the, uh, yeah, the that would fighting also, Kyle Shanahan's. That would also be the first time a rookie quarterback has won the Super Bowl. So, Boy, you're putting a lot of stock in the 49ers, fellas. All you guys. Because a couple of us picked... The fight in Nick Sirianni's. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> We're trusting Jalen Hurts. I trust yeah. Jalen Hurts. I do. I do. All right. I'm down I do. bad. I'm down I, bad. If he's healthy, and I don't know if he's healthy, and I, I, I hope he is because I think it's good for football. I think what you want to see are the best players play. Uh, it's a shame Lamar Jackson is not playing. You want the best players to play. I know that's a big duh, but um, it would be a shame if Hurts – is not back healthy and ready to go because they have earned that number one seed. Yeah, they have. I just think that Nick Sirianni is a heck of a coach, and he deserves a lot of credit. But I just don't feel like the Eagles, considering they are the one seed, are the best team in the NFC. Um, I think this playoffs is going to be very weird. Obviously, the high seeds, kind of like Paul said, it seems – like the Super Bowl champion should come out of the AFC so much yeah. to where it might not because the road is going to be so difficult to get to the Super Bowl out of the AFC, no matter what side you're on, that these teams might be worn down 
by the time Super Bowl Sunday. It's where I think the Chiefs, and it's a great point, but it's where I think the Chiefs have an enormous advantage as a number one seed here. Because if you're the Bengals, we know you're going to have to go to Buffalo or go to Kansas City to get to the Super Bowl. If you're Buffalo, right, you're going to have that second. You're going to get a game at home, the second round game at home, no matter who you play, and then you get a neutral field. For Kansas City, you got by home, potentially home again, or neutral field. That is a significant advantage. Right. It feels like the Bengals have to play three Super Bowls to win the Super Bowl because Bengals-Bills is a whole AFC championship game inside of itself. Then Bengals-Chiefs feels like the two best teams in the NFL. And then Bengals-Niners or Bengals-Eagles, obviously that actually is the Super Bowl. It's just such a tough path out of the AFC if you're the Bengals or the Bills. All right, boys, do we have a, uh, before we get to box lunch, do we have a um, UDF cherry on top? Yeah, we do. Uh, hold on just a second. We do. Hold on. Let me pull it up here. I'm down so bad today. I guys. mean, I'm boy. Down, I am down boy. tremendous today. I'm down so bad today. It's Friday the 13th. Everybody has those kind of days. I'm boy. down bad. It's okay. But it's okay. I had one in August of 2020. We're all allowed a hiccup. Let's go. What's but we next? have a way to uh, to maybe, maybe turn some things around here. Uh, amen. Lean and hungry, an offensive brute. Come on, Luke. Run past our boots. Come on. And defensively, he's rough. Tough. Cincinnati Bengals. That's the team we're going to cheer to victory. Touchdown, Bengals. Put some points up on the board. Cincinnati. All right. That Brittany, was the UDF cherry on that's top. That's it. <laughs> Luke, you say you're the biggest Bengals fan. What do they say between that song and the Who Day chant and the stadium? Oh, my gosh. Don't they do, like, another song? They do a chant that I think oh. nobody, no Bengals fan, it's like, it's like Cincinnati, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, that Cincinnati. I, we got we a got team a, right team here, here in town. In town. Everybody bring us And there. it's like, Who Day, yep. Who Day. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know. I, I wish I should have got... I'm not really like a season tickets type of guy. I kind of spoil myself into only going to like the big games because I went to the Chiefs game and uh, I'll go to the playoff game Sunday because I like watching all the games on Red Zone on Sunday, but there's nothing better than a big game. Now at Paycor was Paul Brown. I'm looking forward to Sunday night. I can't wait. This show has gone straight in the tank. <laughs> it was improved today tremendously as Luke uh, uplifted the mm, Paul. Yep. Casey was oh, no. on his game, only had one shot clock. Lukey, it's been great having you here, my man. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Big league operation. Thanks for coming, Luke. Thank you, guys. Thanks for winning me money this NFL season, Luke. (laughs) I've been making my mortgage payment because I've followed Bernie Betts. No problem. Thanks for having me on. It's been great having you on. And we're going to box lunch now, fellas. How are we looking? Look good, Tom. That was a great show. getting, getting, Getting topical out there. Me and Trace got in a heated argument out there. About what? A second ago. I, about the Bills, I got I got a real. He thinks the I, I'll, I'll save Dolphins it, are going to beat the Bills. I, I have a real significant. Um, I just I, I I wonder where all the love and praise comes for the Bills. I've started. I I went out there. I looked at the thing that we all follow as gospel around here. We all know what it is. 
It's the same thing that I use when I sit up here and I say South Carolina is going to beat Tennessee. It's the same thing I have used when I said that Ohio State was going to give Georgia a great game. You did. You did. Same thing that I said when I sat here and I said TCU is going to get their brakes beat off of them. Yep. And I'm here to tell you that for whatever reason, everybody just thinks that the Bills got a pass and they don't have one. So, are you saying they don't have one for this week? Or are you saying I'm for saying next the week? Bills might lose this game to Miami. Oh, you heard me. Oh, come on. Trace. Okay. He saw. Here he we saw, go again. He saw the here system. Tyler Thompson, leader of men. He saw the system, and oh. now he's trying to craft that would make an my life a whole lot easier next week. Picking the Bengals. Let me yeah. ask you something then. What do you think the first time that the Bill? Now I know this was a little while ago. But what do you think that Tua's stats were? Since Tua is such a big part of this game, and he's, he's, he's the guy that he's the reason as to why they can't win. Let me ask you that. If Tua was playing in this game, would everyone in the room laugh at me by saying that the Bills would possibly no, walk no, over? No, no, no. I, I said that when we were doing our picks. If Tua was playing in this game, he started both games against them this year. He was knocked out of his second game, which Correct. was a four-point spread, I believe, was a final. I think 21-17. Three. Oh, you're okay. talking about the first game. Your the first, first game, game they won. The first game Miami won. Yeah, the second, second game, game was a field goal game. It was a game. four point game, but Tua in the game got knocked out of the game, and it was still a four point game. I think Miami would no, have. No, Tua a didn't very, get knocked out. Of that Tua game. didn't get knocked out of that game. You're no, 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 no. We're talking about the no, 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 the no bills. not the win. I'm saying the loss. The loss was a three point game. He did not get. He didn't get well, I thought out well, they had they had other quarterbacks that, that, that threw the ball in that game. There must have been a point in time where he left that game. I looked at the box last night. Right. But my question stands is this. The first time that the, that the Bills played the Dolphins, granted, I know it's not the same situation, blah, blah, blah. But since two is so important, what do you think his stat line was the first time they played when the Dolphins actually won? I know what it was. He, did, he only had one touchdown in the game. And he threw for 180 yards. Yeah, second game he threw four touchdowns and over 300. And Josh Allen in both games played incredible games. And I'm not saying he can't play great games again. But – the Dolphins lost 29 to 32, or should I say that Casey's point? The Bills won 32 to 29. I just I just did something I don't usually do. Uh-huh. Having that that being said, though, it took Josh Allen throwing four touchdowns, them go, them converting in the red zone, four out of five trips, scoring touchdowns in those trips, and then they still won the game by three. And Josh Allen threw for like 400 yards and ran for ran for 90 yards. Well, what is what is the one thing that everyone likes about Tua? What is the thing that they say the reason that Tua gives the Ch- Dolphins a chance to win? He doesn't turn the ball over. When he turns the ball over, the Dolphins really have no shot to ever win, and that proves because in the games he started this year, every time he's turned the ball over, they've lost. He doesn't turn the ball over against the Bills. What does Skylar Thompson do? In his two starts, turn the ball over three times. I think, we'll the, I think the argument with the Bills is that they can't play to their full potential without Tua because they're players at the skill position. Obviously, they got a mediocre rushing attack at the trade deadline midway through the season, but like having guys like Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell, you have to have a quarterback that's capable of getting them involved outside of slant routes and short passes, and I think that's what Tua brings to the offense. But that's a really good point, Trace. And the number at 43-and-a-half, if the, Bills, the Dolphins' defense won them that first round matchup in Miami. That is their defense. So if they show up, it would take a masterclass out of Thompson and McDaniel, but that's an interesting point for a 13.5 point spread. Well, I'm just saying that everyone just is going to automatically assume that the Bills have no chance of losing this game, when in fact, they've played them twice before. They lost once. They played a field goal game the other time. And the two games in which everyone's saying that the reason that they possibly can't win is because two is not playing, two are through for 180 yards, one pick, one touchdown, and they beat them. So to sit here and think it's unfathomable 
that, that the Dolphins could possibly go win this game is stretching it. It's a far, far stretch. Okay. All right. But isn't the other underlying circumstance that that was a game where it was blistering hot? Like, just the weather in Miami was just brutal. And there was players on the Bills team just cramping. And, I mean, they were in the sun. It was that, that one game that kind of gave them another advantage that they're not going to have this time. It's a fair point. The only thing that I'm going to say is if for all the people that are out there thinking that there's free money to be made because they're going to go parlay the, the, the Bengals, they're going to parlay Buffalo, and they're going to parlay what's the third team that's supposed 49ers. to win? 49ers. 49ers. Don't do it. Don't do it. I think out of There's not enough value there. You think you're going to beat the system. You think you're outsmarting Vegas. You think you're going to go lay a $200 bet on all three of those teams to win. And I'm going to tell you there's a damn good chance you're not going to be happy with the result of it. That's all. Okay. I think out of the three teams you mentioned, the Bills have the best chance to win. You guys should be happy that I'm saying this. Because the, the Bengals <laughs> win. They get a home game again. And then when the Chargers, if the Chargers can win, this is where this is a weird situation. If the Chargers were to win, I really do think they're going to beat the Chiefs. I don't think Jacksonville has a chance to beat them, but I think Jacksonville can win the game at home. So it's just a weird dynamic at play here. I, would it shock me if the Bengals play three home games in the playoffs? It wouldn't shock me. Ooh. All right. Uh, I got to go. I got to drive down to Texas today. That's right. So I got to get rolling. Longhorn State. Is it at least warmer down there, hopefully, than here? I would assume. You got to dig that up. I got it right here because I keep it handy to find out how our daughter's doing. You got any boots, Tom? When you go down to Texas, you wear boots. It is sunny today, 58, 63 tomorrow, anywhere from uh, 71 to 77 rest of the week. Big league. How long do you drive before you stop? Well, at my age, it's not very long. Because when, uh, when, when the cat comes a-calling, you got to get in there. A lot of rest areas. It's stops. not good. I mean, it's not good if all of a sudden you hit one of those stretches through Kentucky or Tennessee, or especially when you get down into Arkansas, where it's like 800 miles between exits. Of course, I don't mind just pulling off on the side of the road. You got to do what you got to do. You ever stopped in Arkadelphia, Arkansas? Uh, I might have. Great little town. All right. We might be there tonight. Good Lord willing. Can't wait to see your Bucky's here on Monday. Got to stop at a Bucky's. Bucky. Oh, the gas station. (laughs) Got to stop. Get a hoodie. Right, Paul? That's right, Tom. All right, boys, have a great weekend. Thanks for everything. Go back, Gents. Lukey. Thanks for having me on. Love you, brother. All right.